0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Force Sensitive. I am joined today by Mr. Kevin R. Say what's up, Kevin.
1: What up, everybody?
0: And I also have my beautiful, sexy, and skinny co host, Mr. Gort. Yeah, deja vu. So we've we've this is our second time recording this episode because we lost the first hour of it, which is a real bummer. But you might th- say two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the good news is uh, I'm primed and pumped to have this discussion uh, because we, it goes to some interesting places, and I kind of know where it goes, and uh, and it goes to some good stuff. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to get there, but in order to get there, we had to start at the beginning. And in order to start at the beginning, Kevin, what was your first memory of Star Wars?
1: My first memory of Star Wars is one of my first memories as a kid, okay? I was about two or three years old. My sister is 11, 12, right in there. And she sets down a big pan of Star Wars figures, like from the original Kenner days, okay? And she proceeds to tell me who all the characters are, that she's given me all the figures. And the two that I remember is, first was Darth Vader, he's the bad guy. And the second was... Han Solo, he's the coolest, and from then on out, it's, my sister was cool, and he said, she said Han Solo was cool. That mm-hmm. was my guy.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I, I, can, I can co-sign all of that.
1: Um, and I proceeded to go outside and play in the front porch with him and actually would uh, took Han Solo and had him, had him stepping on little ants. And my sister asked what I'm doing. I said, uh, Han Solo doesn't like him. She doesn't like the ants? No, doesn't like him at all.
0: So, uh, my question about that, <clears throat> real quick, is: um, Did you did you live in a neighborhood?
1: Yeah, I did. I lived in a subdivision. We were like mid, you know, mid, you know, mid-middle class, lower middle class, kind of in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Did okay. um did other kids in the neighborhood have figures too to, to come outside and play? Was there any of that action? Um, not really.
2: Interesting.
1: Um, yeah it was it was one of those things that there's a lot of kids that were older in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a whole lot of kids my age um so I would always kind of run with the older kids and I was the only one who like my figures growing up and my my toys I didn't lose anything right I kept all my weapons I had all the transformers, everything was like i would I would take very good care of my stuff, and if something got broke, it would be. It would be rare, or if something got lost. It'd be rare. So I was one of those, you know, obsessive compulsive collectors at a very very young age.
0: That's interesting. Um, I, I was in the same boat, uh, but not because of my own sort of devices. But um, my dad was big on respect. What I buy you because we he, he didn't have much, and um, so as long as I respected and treated everything well, I continued to get things. <laughs> but if I, yeah. you know what I mean. But if I wasn't, then all of it would sort of cease. So I, I I was similar, but for different reasons.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I was just appreciative because I didn't get little presents all through the year. It was always Christmas, or it was always a little bit on my birthday, maybe something for Easter. And I was, that was about it, mm. you know? So
0: so you, you did not... So You were telling us before that you had an interesting way of being sort of exposed to the media. Uh, yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you tell that story?
1: So... In, in St. Louis, there's these theaters that were like dollar shows. Okay. So the first time I saw Star Wars were, was several years after it was released. They would hold back prints and they'd have, they, they would just have a special showing of Star Wars or Rocky or, you know, whatever movie they wanted to show. And again, I was two or three years old. I fell asleep. Um, I was woken up by my dad to see the Sand People. And I was woken up by my dad to see the Death Star explosion. Um, but up to that point, my exposure was my sister also gave me some records that was the story of Star Wars. The records were, were A New Hope and Empire. And it was actually dialogue and sound effects and everything lifted from the movie, condensed down to 45 minutes with a narrator explaining you know, what was kind of going on. And that was um, – I remember had, I had a Fisher-Price record player, and I had it for years because it was the only record player I had. And I would play them all the time. And I took good care of them. None of them scratched or skipped either. So it was like – but I, I I, can't remember how many times I went to bed listening to them or I woke up listening to them, and then I had the cards, the Star Wars cards and stuff. So I was really familiar with those two movies in particular. And um, – I got to see Star Wars uh like you know saw it on TV even you know, before video cassettes and stuff and then came Re- Return of the Jedi which
0: well, let me let me interject real quick cuz I I I, yeah. I I didn't quite have a good grip on this the first time so it's it's good that we're we're going through this again. Yeah. So I'm going to fine tune the question that I asked you the first go round. Okay. Were there any characters because obviously so you're 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 listening to sort of like the little orphan Annie version of Star Wars but it's using (laughs) but it's using the uh the sounds the dialogue all that from the movie and then it's having a narrator fill in the stuff that can't be sort of expressed in that manner uh and then you also have the toys so you have some sort of visual idea of what these characters look like but were there any that you didn't have the toy for and that you only had heard in the show as a character that then you saw on the big screen and were either like, oh, that's kind of how I imagined it in my head or that uh, the, the Yoda's two feet tall. What the fuck? You know, was there any was there anything? <laughs> was there anything like that? <laughs>
1: um, we, Gordon was talking about the yellow lightsaber for one that Kenner had a yellow uh, lightsaber. Yeah. And it was. And, yeah. Yeah and uh it was it was one of those things that when i saw empire later on which which was probably the one that i watched the most of and we'll get there but i was like this light series blue in this one i'm like what color was in the first one and then it started like clicking i'm like huh what okay so that was one that was one big one um that uh that I noticed. Gotcha.
0: Any of the ships yeah, or anything you know. like that. Like I just, I'm trying to put myself in that space, you know. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine, you know, my eyes closed and, and you know, it's like, and well, then, and then the X wings took off, and I'm like the X wings, like you know, and then I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that looks like.
1: Well, well, I had so much. I had, like I said, the the records all had pictures, Uh uh-uh. and. And then I had all the Star Wars cards, too, that my sister gave me. Oh, okay. Me. So you had enough so, visual
0: reference to sort of fill it yeah. all in. Okay, that's cool.
1: It was kind of like fill in the blanks. It was like, right. okay, well, this is, this is what this, this scene is. You know, this is what this scene is. And that's, you know, going back to those records, it's something we didn't talk about before, was I already knew Darth Vader was Luke's father. And it was uh, actually, my parents told me, but it was also in those records. So listening and hearing those sto- those two stories over and over again, it was uh, I knew about it before I saw the movie or anything,
0: right? You know. And now, so, and now, much like many of our guests, you saw them out of order. So you had seen Star Wars, and now you are going to see Return of the Jedi.
1: I saw Return of the Jedi. I was in four turning five, okay. Um, and my dad didn't want to take me at first because I fell asleep during Star Wars. I begged and begged and begged. He took me because, you know, and going back to it, my, my I I just, want, I, just, I, want, I just want
0: to give your dad a couple petty points. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a father that would probably very much take that same sort of stance. Uh, so I just right. want to say that the pettiness is strong with him, and I can appreciate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and the, the fill in the background, too, was my whole family loved Star Wars. My dad was a huge science fiction fan, grew up watching Star Trek. So Star Wars came out. He loved because he loves westerns too. Mm-hmm. So it was it was huge for him. He was a big fan. My sister, obviously, she had the toys and stuff. She was into it. Um, my mom loved the heart. She always talks about it. Even the heart of Star Wars. You know those characters are just they just love each other. They just yeah. you know yeah for sure. I love the I love I love the lightheartedness and you know loves the droids. Loves you know um, that's
0: awesome to have that. You know what I mean? Like that uh that that family that everybody is a fan you know i mean like that's that's cool i mean it was just my dad and i and my dad dug it but you know like I, we couldn't have any real discussions about it he would just be like yep it was you know that was i th- bob i think the forced might actually be somewhat of a metaphor for religion i'm like yeah no i think so i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure And he's like yep 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 you know that's about it <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, it's awesome to have like this whole family structure that kind of celebrates this one thing and everybody's sort of on board.
1: And my dad would talk about it. Like he'd be like, well, so we'd be be in the car and he'd be like, so, you know, you know, Luke got his lightsaber from Obi-Wan and they went and he would like he liked to kind of retell movies and stuff while we would drive and talk about it and tell me about it um he's just he's he's a storyteller kind of in that in that sense uh-huh. so it was always something that you know we uh we, we really enjoyed and you know i i'm gonna do my i'll do my bane impression again <laughs> the some of you nearly adopted the star wars i was born in it raised by it yeah that was my that was where it was yeah i was in it you know, but they um, but
0: you had mentioned to us that they weren't like any any into any like the collecting aspect of it. Just sort yeah. of enjoyed the films as as films, and and perhaps more than your average fan, but not Correct. to the our level of of chaos. Oh
1: no, no, no they they weren't they weren't out buying and collecting stuff or anything like that. It was just like it was the hot thing at the time. It was something that the whole family could enjoy, and then we went to go see Return of the Jedi, and my dad read me all the subtitles from Jabba the Hutt and I watched it. I I just, I ate it up, you know, Luke with the green lightsaber doing, you know, Jedi stuff and seeing everything on that screen, you know, Yoda dying was weird, you know, cause I, again, I'm a kid. I'm like, Oh, what's going on? Um, the, uh, um, the, uh, uh, the whole scene with the Ewoks and, you know uh, Darth Vader and the Emperor, which the Emperor was a little scary, you know, kind of thing. But mm. you know, they they took care of them for now. Can you? Um, can
0: you imagine? I, I hate to cut you off, but can you imagine? Yeah. Just as you were talking, and I, I kind of, I, I'm, you know, we're all kind of privileged at this point where we know where all this conversation ends up. Um, but can you imagine? You're a kid. You're five years old, and you're seeing uh Episode Nine for the first time, and then. You go back, you know, a couple years go by, and you get to watch episodes one, two, and three. And then you get a rumor that they're going to do four, five, and six. And now you're, you know, eyeing down 40 or rounding the 40 bend. And little teddy bears take out your beloved stormtroopers. (laughs) Can you imagine the outrage? Oh, yeah. Something, there's something, yeah. to, something, another little little nugget, nugget to chew on, you know, to think about, like, because I love, I love all that too, you know, and and as I get older, some things do become more troublesome, you know. When he says an entire right. legion of my best troops, I'm like, these fucking guys, as this I is all got. This is the seals of the <laughs> empire, <laughs> like, right, you know, we're gonna, right, yeesh. but you know, it, it, the
1: emperor's, a, the emperor's kind of a bullshitter anyway, so you know, yeah, he can yeah. whatever, yeah, that's so, true, that's so. fair, that's fair. They could have been like, oh, we got, we got these idiots down here. Uh, all right, well, here's all right. Here's how he's going to play it, Lord Vader. The the good ones, yeah. They're the best. We'll tell them a legion of our best troops. There we or, go. There we go. Now oh, we got them.
2: Or, or
0: you know, uh, Gort. We could add to our classic deleted scenes, our bullshit deleted scenes that weren't ever there, where he's like, an entire legion of my best troops await them. But then they cut out the scene. Where Vader's like, oh, as it, as it turns out, my lord. if... We had to get just any troops because the best troops, they were busy. So it's just some troops. You meant to say it was an entire legion of some troops. Uh, this, this, is, this is Mace Windu on the way to the Emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need four of my best guys. Uh, what do, we don't have any of the best guys. Any four guys will do.
1: <laughs> all you guys need to do is just whip out the lifesaver and make an appearance yeah, this guy's Act like we're gonna get him
0: this guy's gonna you fall know? right into place trust me
1: right oh he's gonna be scared a- shitless <laughs> there's four of us <laughs> yeah i mean come on you know we, we got this we on, got a, this. Right. on right.
0: a scale from one to ten how bad do you want to see the emperor do another corkscrew attack in episode nine
1: <laughs> I'm going. I didn't no, until now. Uh, I'm going nine point yeah, five. Now I'm eleven. I want, it, I, want bad. <laughs> and I want the. I want. I want. I want. I want him to be the most emperor he's ever been.
0: I just. I don't just know.
1: It, I don't know it, if you can uh, be more emperor. Scenery, chew Then
0: nine. I mean, then three. You know. I don't know if you. I don't know if that's a, an achievable goal. <laughs> like, 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 I am the empire. I'm like, all right. All right. I, I know the it's vibes.
2: Galaxy
1: kidding <laughs> yeah he's uh, oh the the faces he makes man in episode three oh, when he's so fighting good. and and the, and the part where bass gets you know knocked out of the the window he goes <laughs> 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 it's like that what this it's like that bud light commercial that's like what yeah
0: yeah. It's, yeah it's i mean it's like it's like post-orgasm <laughs> you know like i mean <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like ugh. <laughs> all right. Uh, I just need a, a look, a washcloth, and put to sleep on a TV. Um, all right. So, uh, continuing on. I'm sorry we derailed, but uh, so um, uh, loving Return of the Jedi. You're seeing it and you're loving it, even though your Lo- your dad it. took you, even though you didn't deserve it uh, for petty points, <laughs> right? Uh, but you saw it, you stayed awake, and you loved it.
1: Yeah, I was all in. I was all in. Um, my uh, um, my sister went with us too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mom, I don't, know, I don't know if mom went or not. I can't remember. I don't think she did. I think she, she wasn't really big into going to theaters at the time for whatever reason. I think she had a broken ankle or foot or something that kept her away, which was a bummer. But yeah. we, uh, wasn't a broken heart We, heart. uh, <laughs> <was that>? <laughs> <laughs> she just lost the will to, to watch them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh but uh so going back to this year this was, a, this was a cool year, and again you know, it's a little, little story heavy here, but we uh like my, my dad's side of the family it's kind of like it, it could be distant relatives of uh your side of the some of your family Bobby, they, oh yeah, uh, I see, yeah mom, grandma was crazy, and all the kids left and didn't talk, okay mm-hmm. um so but this was the year they decided, hey we're going to not keep Kevin from his grandma. We're, we're going to let them meet him and stuff because they deserve it, blah, blah, blah. So it was a big family gathering at Christmas. First time I ever seen the side of the family, knew about it. And my dad, they asked them what I was into. And uh, he said, well, he doesn't have any Star Wars figures from Return of the Jedi. And he's really into Star Wars right now. So they got me every single like creature from jabba's palace i got jedi luke i got the max rebo band i got Jabba the hut and a lot of the older kids sat there and like helped me set it all up because they want to play with it too but they wanted to play with me with it because it's cooler you know if they're just hanging out and uh, they loved it too um some of them got their figures out and uh it was uh it was awesome it was such a great time. Yeah. I love and, stuff like
0: that. Little memories of like these little key moments along your, you know what I mean? Where, and, yeah. and, and these little franchises that we love and other people don't understand are just, they're intertwined to a, a, a degree that they're inseparable from the highest moments of, of your life and memories. You know, I love that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it continued on that night. How so? So that night you know, Christmas Eve, I went to, went to bed. I got up to use the bathroom and I came out of the bathroom and I honestly, my dad was there standing in front of me. And I thought I was in trouble because he, I, I was the kind of kid I would sneak. I, I would have snuck in and looked at him. Um, and he asked me, he goes, Hey, you want to take a peek around the corner and see what Santa brought you? I'm like, yeah. So we go around the corner and it's a, I see the Christmas tree and I see a Darth Vader head underneath the Christmas tree. This kind of, you know, lit up to the side. Like, what is that? So I go back to bed, can't sleep. And as soon as there's a little bit of light, you know, I woke up my parents and my sister and I said, we got Christmas, you know, Santa, Christmas presents. I run in and it's a Darth Vader carrying case. And all those figures that my relatives gave me and my old figures I had, he actually put in the case and then put stickers on them all, with the names, all the characters and stuff. So I knew where they went. Um, and they were all in the case. And then I had, he also put together the Millennium Falcon with the batteries, with the, the stickers and everything. My parents were really big on making sure I didn't have to wait hours while they put stuff together, and, you know. And I could just get it and play with it right away. So I got it through Han and Chewie in there and Obi-Wan and Luke in the back and the droids. And I was flying around the house, you know. And uh, it was great memory, man. Just a great memory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, dude, uh, like I, 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 just, I, I can just relate on a, on, a, on, a thousand, on a thousand different levels. So, so fill us in on the time between seeing "Return of the Jedi" and then finally seeing the last component of the trilogy that you hadn't seen,
1: which was Empire.: Right. So I did see Star Wars on TV again, and I saw I believe I saw Jedi again and i think i was in first or second grade when um we finally got a vcr and i begged my dad like we gotta see empire strikes back i gotta see it it was like it was the grail i had to see it i've listened to this record so many times and i looked at these sto- you know star wars cards and the uh, storybooks and all this and i knew the story and they came home, it was a plastic case, with, it, and it said on the front of it. The Empire Strikes Back, and I opened it up, and it had like the logo and everything on it. They didn't actually send home the actual box with the art and stuff. They always put it in a plastic case. So I popped it in on a Friday night, and I watched it back-to-back all weekend long. And I just, I had to memorize it. I knew it was like my only chance. I knew we had to return the video in a few days, and I just watched it over and over and over. Um, one of my buddies called up and said hey you want to come play i said no i said i'm kind of busy and he's like uh, what are you doing i was like oh i'm watching this empire Strikes back uh, we got it we rented it we got a vcr he goes well can i come watch it i said sure it came we watched it i actually started over when it came because i was somewhere in the middle and uh he's like hey you want to go out and play i'm like no man i gotta, I gotta keep watching this so it was uh i don't know how many times i watched it but <laughs> I I definitely rewound and watch that thing over and over. It was great.
0: <clears throat> and and how how old are you when you see this?
1: Uh, first or second grade.
0: Okay. So what what, what do you yeah. remember? Uh, uh, this is one of my favorite, or not favorite, but most interesting questions to ask people. Like uh, uh, you you said you loved it as a kid, and and, and I yeah. did, and I did too. But do you remember what you loved about it as a kid? Like specific se- sequences or moments or you know arcs or whatever.
1: I loved everything that filled in the gaps with Yoda and Luke on Dagobah. That's that's, they,
0: that's very mature content for a first or second grade. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, yeah. a surprising answer. But I, 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 I just, guess but I it, guess understanding that you're missing this big chunk of the story and getting to see it, I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and, and the records didn't really focus on it. It was like a couple a couple things here or there, you know. One thing I will say, this is a sidebar. But it really upsets me sometimes how all these different releases have different dialogue and different beats. Like one of the things that's lost is you're lucky you didn't taste very good, you know, to R2. It's not in the the Blu-ray and it's, it's not in they it's yeah, it, they took that line out.
3: It's in but it's some in releases. Older yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's something that was
3: just different cuts, different takes, and there's a there's a handful of things like that. Like there's different cuts. Um, another good one is Leia on the uh, uh, before they swing across uh, the the chasm in the Death Star in the first movie. You can hear her firing the stormtrooper rifle, and sometimes it just sounds like it's shooting the blanks without any actual laser fire, and sometimes that's in there. It just depends on what version of the movie you're watching. And you okay. get really attached to some of those versions. So as soon as there's a change, you know, it's more jarring. Yep. And it's a little more consistent now, you know, additional changes maybe. But, like, the main, like, track is is all together again, I think. Uh, yeah. For, for kids growing up now.
1: Yeah. That was, they don't, they don't uh, know it
3: like we
2: do. Right. Yeah. Agreed.
1: Yeah. And it's like whenever there's something a little different, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I don't agree with that choice, you know. Yeah. Um, we want all our Lucky. member berries to be the same. So, member you know.
3: berries. Oh, don't don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um. But you know, part of that whole thing with Yoda though was I grew up extremely religious. So, and I mean, it was like, it, it was big tent revival. It was, you know, you can't listen to this kind of music. You, you know um, fake miracles. I mean, just like heavy. We didn't handle snakes, but we were, we were were thinking about it, you know? Um, it was, it was that kind of cult heavy. One guy was the leader kind of situation. And, uh, so the religion part of the force definitely resonated with me. And I just was like, it's that familiarity. It's that kind of like that connection of, hey, you could change a few words out that Yoda says and compare it to, to God, you so, know?
0: Um, so we're going to get back to this in a big way when we get to the EU. Um, but I don't want to rush into that conversation quite yeah. yet. So, so let me ask you this as a collector and real quick, cause we don't cover this later on, but are you still collecting star Wars? Yeah. I mean, I say that not knowing, never, I say that I've as if I don't stopped. know the answer, but but, but, <laughs> but uh, for the listeners, I, yeah,
1: I never stopped. Actually, I sent you one of the things that you put in one of your videos for display. Um, you put it at the end as one of your favorites. And off to the side, it was a life-size R2-D2. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. is one
0: of my favorites. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's because it's one of the few out there that showcases the Transformers collection in a, in a unique way based on size rather than character or season. And it ends up making sense display-wise. It's one of the few i've seen do it um yeah but anyway anyway i don't I appreciate wanna, that man yeah 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 no i think it's well done <clears throat> uh so but yeah the so what all are you collecting star wars now
1: well i you know thanks thanks to you bobby i've uh started getting some black series and then it just blew up i'm like all right i want to get this and then i started getting uh the SH Fig Warts Yoda that you did one. I was like, oh damn, I gotta get that thing. It was like ninety bucks. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's a pretty cool figure. And then yeah. I I like the the SH Fig Warts, Jedi Luke, and the new Vader's pretty good. Um and then uh see what the was the other one I got? Yeah, one more. Um which one was it? Oh, I got the Boba Fett, the return of Jedi Boba Fett. He's fun. Yeah. Um and I got anything that's Mandalorian or that those kind of costume i bought i bought them all right. i got Django, and i got the um so let, let's, special so let's
0: just condense so, it let's condense it so we have we're doing shf we're doing shf, yeah, we're doing SHF. Yep. Uh, are you doing black series black as well series. okay black series black as well. Series. three and three quarter
1: um vintage only on the figures i'm with but you. i do mix in i do mix in uh some of the newer sets and Vehicles, that they make sense, or they look a little better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, real quick. A lot of the same old.
0: I don't want to, uh, so. because j- we could have a whole conversation on this alone. Oh, yeah. But I think 5POA, as long as well as they're sculpted and painted well, for background characters, is fine. Yeah. Like, if, if they had two different Star Wars 3 and 3 quarter lines, and one was the hyper-articulated, um, you know, more elite kind of characters, and then... Everything else, all the supplementary material, like the the you know, like the, man, the praying mantis in the back of the bar, was all done five poa. Like it'd be perfect, you know, because yeah. I, I, I don't think you need the praying mantis to be able to like do the Iron Man pose. Do you know what I mean?
1: No, you, you definitely have a point. Um, but when I say vintage, I'm talking about the Kenner stuff from oh, the se- 70s and 80s. Oh, 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 not oh, oh. the vintage collection. I know oh. it gets confusing you know, when you're doing searches. Yeah, stuff. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm yeah, I misread that. I totally misread that, but that's interesting. That so, like, you, 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 how many are you missing, if any?
1: Um, wh- well, and you know, to get to, to kind of go back to the uh, later on, I talk about toy shows and things like that. Um, but I sold a lot of it because that was the old and of the new for years uh-huh. and i'd always had a collection that was always evolving and changing and right. it's like it's nothing for me to be like all right i'm gonna take half these masterpieces and sell them off and get some other stuff that i like and just keep this rotating displays you know this is my home office or work office or wherever and uh like right now i'm just getting into the vintage ones and i'm not like super heavy trying to find every single one, I'm more or less just trying to complete scenes. Like, you know what? I'm going to do, do the scene of, uh, the original Boba Fett, a couple of Stormtroopers loading up, uh, console on slave one, you know, right. Um, job of the hut, obviously is a big one. And, uh, you know, that I just got my max rebel band back. So that was cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at, but I'm not like, if I want to just buy them all, I just go buy them all. Right. Right. Just, I, I want to get back to the point of having fun you know the hunt you
0: yeah, know yeah, and
1: just yeah 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 see see one here and there you know grab them. yeah i love that
0: i love that
3: so um and it kind of takes us into how it was during the dark times you know yeah, uh, yeah so so we and i was thinking like when you go on the hunt for something is that reminiscent of uh, how you came into possession of some of your earlier vintage figures
1: sort of even though most of my hunting now is online just because of time the only time I have to really get into this or look at this is like after everyone goes to bed, you know, I can get on my phone and look at, you know, a couple of different apps or eBay or wherever, you know, Facebook, Craigslist kind of thing. And just see, you know, so, you know, I looked out and got a nice collection from a lady had like 80 something figures. And I think I paid a buck a figure and I got a ton of them. Um, a a wow. yeah, 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 yeah. I see, I see a lot of
3: $5 bin for vintage, but they're generally pretty beat
1: yeah I mean some of them were great um i got uh i got almost a is it, mint uh tuscan raider cape and everything it's just beautiful nice Nice. oh uh, that's that yeah so even know I hate them saying people but anyway. well,
0: native Tatooiners. <laughs> um we are uh, we are we are uh we're pushing up against the clock so i wanna i wanna get into some of the 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 heavier conversation. So moving into the dark times, I was saying how, uh, before how I remember that, that period clearly my, my mother had thrown away all of my star Wars figures in a vindictive manner, like not by accident, but on purpose to hurt me. And I remember being on a desperate hunt to track them down at an age where you don't have that kind of income available to you. So you're looking for deals, you're looking for this and that. I remember going to secondhand toy stores and, uh, Goodwills and, uh, flea markets where I had the most luck, honestly. And then at, uh,... Um, at toy shows and stuff. So how was that for you, that era, the dark times?
1: Well, it was hard for me to find stuff. And obviously, you couldn't find it in stores. And I didn't have a whole lot of vintage stores around. And, you know, it wasn't really a a thing that people did a whole lot around here. And, you know, if I had a friend that had a Star Wars figure, I'd be like, all right, man, let's make a deal. You know, we've got to work out to get these figures. Yep. Um, So... The big one for me was so there's a there was a toy show and it's actually still going on today. It's been going on for like 30 years um, over in Bri, you know, North St. Louis, Bridgeton area. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, it's it's only a, a skip, uh, hop, skip, it and jump away from Ferguson. So um, the uh, this toy show though, it's uh, it, I had a friend of the family told me about it, took me to the first one, said they're Star Wars figures. I'm like, okay, you yeah, know, right, you know, I'm going to go, brought some money, and then I saw so much stuff that I never saw before with my own eyes, you know, seeing the Wampa and the Tauntaun and just uh, more of the ships and the Adat and the at and it was such a cool experience, and I went like every two months, it's every two months, it's always been like that way, and it just, uh, every time I'd go, I'd look for deals, you know, I, I had allowance from cutting grass and stuff like that. And I would just, if I saw a good deal on a figure, I'd snag him, you know. Um, finding a really nice Luke and X-Wing uh, gear was something that I was always wanted. Got that. Finally got a Stormtrooper that was a proper Stormtrooper. All I had as a kid was a Snowtrooper. And again, it's like, it's weird collecting and being at this age. Because first off, at 12 years old, toys aren't cool anymore, you know, to to the normies. And, but I didn't care. You know, I was like, I'm into this i i wanted it and I, I was i'd set them up in my room i had shelves and stuff and would display them and then uh i gathered so much of this stuff when i was uh 16 i'm like you know i'm gonna do one of these toy shows i I'm got a bunch of extra star wars stuff you know vintage stuff and it was um i think 95 right in there and i did at this toy show um i sold three thousand dollars worth of merchandise nice. being 16 being 16 years old that's the most money i ever made in the day you know yeah, yeah by yeah. far even not even my normal job and i said you know there's something to buying and reselling which is what i do today is i buy equipment and resell it and it's like it's weird how the again the star wars collecting had a lot to do with what i do today for a living wow you know? yeah
0: wow that's awesome yeah Uh, yeah. um so let me let me uh move into the eu a bit um yeah first we're gonna start we're gonna get shadows of the empire out of the way so we can kind of dive into the the other bit a bit heavier but uh i gotta ask the five questions did you have the book yes did you have the video game
1: yes
0: did you have the comic book
1: i don't recall honestly it maybe maybe not if they came with the figures i think some were packed in with the figures and that's maybe how i got them
3: two of them had did. pack in comics yeah
1: okay so then i had i had those that came for sure
3: did you
0: have the uh toys or, wait, you just answered uh, that but might as well just ask it for the sake of asking yeah
1: i i had them. i i got the i got the green guy with the with the fans you know um
0: <laughs> fancy lord scissors and his yeah uh, Yeah, and did you...
1: Doing the fan dance.
0: And did you have the soundtrack? Yeah. Okay, I have joined uh, you now in owning the soundtrack. I never had it. I didn't even know it was a thing, I don't think, until Gort brought it to my attention. And then Gort, in a tremendous... Act of generosity, I think either generosity or also more vindictiveness in my star wars collecting history yes uh, <laughs> uh, bought me the uh, the soundtrack as a gift, so now I have now entered into uh, that scum of the earth that owns uh, the soundtrack to Shadows of the empire uh, you're welcome <laughs> it's not
1: it 's not a bad no a bad, I know
0: uh, i know it's just not as much fun to, it's, just not, it's just not to... as much fun to say it's fine. <laughs> have you had a chance to listen to any of that? I, I I have listened to a few. I haven't made my way all the way through it. I have listened to a okay. few. Okay, yeah. Um, Interesting. Was it used in the video game?
3: Yes. Okay. I was going to say because some, some of some, some. yeah
0: because some of it sounded familiar to me as I was like scanning through it. No, um, I, I
3: don't know all the facts. I assume that this was made first. They incorporated it into the game. Gotcha. Uh, whatever fit. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: I just played the first level. I think where you're knocking over walkers and stuff and then that's
3: that's the, that's most people's story yeah the,
1: the gameplay is just funky on it man um it, it i don't know
3: it's it's like the early days before there was really like a proper free look in video games where it's a lot of turn and strafe and 64 right. yeah. right. was not particularly friendly definitely something that had to run better on a pc it was a ver- um, worse
1: version of mario 64
3: it, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so no, i, I you're you're not you're not wrong it was definitely a challenge uh so, something that was just kind of coming to mind there was a train level in that game and it's not oh, dissimilar yeah. to uh a solo
0: oh yeah i do remember that i don't recall yeah. that one
3: that's uh i g right. eighty eight is the is the final boss of the train level
1: does he look like he does that's, in, uh, he was uh, hard Mando? he was difficult was it? he was not easy <laughs> yeah. Do you spin around and do all the shooting and stuff like that uh different. no he
3: actually jumped around a lot he was he was actually pretty mobile in that game uh, Shocking. Right? okay
1: all right. but
3: but you fight him and he tells you where uh, where to find Boba Fett so you can go get you know Han and Carbonite
1: oh nice
3: yeah
0: um so let's move into the other big EU uh, element which is heir to the Empire and all that stuff did you read all that okay
1: yeah so. I remember when I first found out about it. I walked in the Walden books and they had a huge poster with this wizard looking dude outstretched with the electricity and like my 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 guys on the bottom corner of this poster and I'm like, it's Star wars, it's content. I'm buying it and then they bought the book that went with it um and I read that book front to back um uh, several and I'm not a reader, so it was like, are you a driver it was it was um sometimes a flyer, okay, all right so um the uh but yeah, it was uh it was definitely my I loved it. It it, it got you know, it got me back in to where it's like, all right, these are my guys. And they did a good job. You know, the Zahn stuff was great. Mm-hmm. Um when it Kevin J. Anderson stuff sounded was a little childish for me. It was mm-hmm. hard to read some of that stuff. Right. You know. But uh I was just having
0: yeah. I was just having a discussion recently about the EU and um uh, some people at work uh honestly came up to me and started talking about star wars and we get into a bit of that later but some of a few of them ended up being like in the trenches you know they knew they knew their shit and they asked me they were like what is your take on you know eu versus legends versus disney canon versus blah 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 and i got to talking about it and as i got to kind of the meat and potatoes of my own point i was like you know what it is at the end of the day i can put it in a sentence. I'm I miss a lot of the EU characters. I don't miss many of the stories. Yeah.
1: I, I can I can feel you on that. I mean, the Zahn Trilogy was huge and my uh, other big that, one that uh, I loved. Yeah, the, the, the
0: Zahn Trilogy is the one that stands out as a, a, a winner amongst, you know what I mean? Like it was elite yeah. amongst its its peers. But continue.
1: Um, the other one that was a huge, it, it, it meant a lot to me um, was dark empire. And here's the reason why. So I grew up really, really religious, um, talked about these big tent revival meetings and I was on a youth trip. And on this trip, um, you know, we had, we didn't have phones and all that kind of stuff, boys and girls. We had cassette deck players. And if you're lucky, you had a CD player, you know, that skipped a lot, but I had a tape deck. And I brought a bunch of Star Wars music with me, along with other John Williams stuff, um, you know, Superman, different things, because I knew they, they, anything secular was not going to fly. Anything that was not, quote unquote, Christian music was not going to fly. And at the house, I really wasn't allowed to listen to a lot of that either. So, but they, they saw that I had it because they, they were confiscating music, and they're like, oh, you can't listen to this. I'm like, it's, it's orchestral music. There's no lyrics. There's nothing. Oh, well, the healthy diet of anything like this, you know, Star Wars, this, this is not good for you. And they, they took my music, you know, said, you can have it back afterwards. Um, I did get it back. But uh, it was like just hardcore religion. And one of the places we went to was a small town. And we passed a comic book shop heading to this church in this little small town. And they said, don't you kids go over that comic book store. Which I the, already know. And he, he just, I,
0: which is the worst thing that any person can say to a young person. Don't right.
1: do that. And, and specifically, she looked like right at me and my friend Randy. You know, lifelong friend. And, you know, my, our parents were friends. We're still friends to this day. Um, he, he was with me. And uh, we were just like, okay. So, of course, we go there. We settle down. Everyone kind of goes off. All right, you got some free time. You do what you want kind of thing, you know. And I looked at Randy. I'm like, hey, man, you want to go? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, me too. So we just kind of waited around and then kind of took our time getting there and stuff. We go in there, and there's already several kids from our group in there, and the pastor's daughter's in there too. And I'm like, a girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. And uh, you know, it was very you – know, I ain't going to say nothing. You know, I ain't going to say nothing. You not going to say nothing. i like, yeah, all right. So I kind of waited for the kids to leave. Um, because what I found was the oversized, um, issue number four, and it was from the UK. It's just an oversized version of dark empire. It's a, like a magazine style. And on the front of it were the bounty hunters on the right Han Solo in the middle, had the Falcon in the background and Princess Leia on the left. And you open it up. And the first thing you see is Boba Fett saying, "Greetings, solo. And I'm like, Oh. I was like, I have to get this. I got to buy it. So I was – I actually took took the book, hid it underneath um, my shirt after I paid for it um, and uh, took it back, put it in a suitcase so so they wouldn't find it and uh, waited several days until we finally went to a host home that I actually had my own room that actually could shut and lock. Okay? So I get it out, and I pretty—I just read it over and over and over all night long. It was like a lifeline, and a lot of people don't like the artwork. The story's good, and some of the art's okay in different different sections of it. But to me, it just meant a lot because it was that—it was—it it, just—it it brought me home. And I was so miserable. I, I never went on another one of these trips again. And uh, my friend Randy, the next day, he's staying at the you know, same place. He's like, "Hey, hey." Can can I have it tonight? I'm like, yeah. So he, he was sneaking it reading too. It was like, it, it was weird. Is like, we was like, I, it was like, it, it, like we're sneaking up porno mags, but really, it's just a Star Wars comic.
0: And when you, know? you told me this story, I was absolutely floored because I mean, it, it like it sounds like you're in the dark ages, like yeah. God, like not bur- having to burn your books.
1: You yeah. know,
0: like it's it was the most outlandish th- thing. But I, I can also relate because I went to a Christian school for two years, and I remember. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I was being raised Catholic, and then my mom had to become Episcopal because she got married too many times because she was definitely outside, and we had to become Episcopal, which is all of the religion with half the guilt. And <laughs> and then and then I remember going to uh to to a Christian like a Presbyterian school, and them you know telling me like Catholics weren't Christian, Catholics go to hell, you know, talking about you know Mary Magdalene all that kind of stuff, and not Mary Magdalene but Mother Mary rather, and. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and talking about it like she was just a regular gal, and me being offended by that, and uh, the kind of <clears throat> for those that don't understand or that were, grew up like in a more evangelical or uh, or Protestant type of Christianity, like <sighs> the 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 Catholic approach for all of its pomp and circumstance, you know, regarding the upper echelon of that of that kind of organization. When it comes to like yeah. the boots on the floor folks, like just the, the regular Catholics that go to work and go home, um, it's not as fundamentally – it's not as fundamental in its, in its philosophy and it's not as fanatical as a lot of the, the more Protestant uh, – you know divisions or denominations of Christianity. So being placed in that, I, I remember having you know being told that Mortal Kombat was going to send me to hell. That it was the, it was the Satan. You know it was the devil. And I loved Bram Stoker's Dracula at the time, and that was the devil. And circu- secular music that was the devil. And you know people telling me that dinosaur bones was the devil had put them there for archaeologists to find to to make them think that God wasn't real. You know, that is like a, the
3: worst thing anyone can say. Yeah,
0: I mean th- that was that was this school's reality. I learned that in a science class. That that the, the huh. devil the devil put dinosaur bones for man to find to throw him off a of god's trail. That's a fact. Well, no, yeah. let, let me clara- let me clarify. Yeah. That's not a fact. The story I'm telling is. a
1: fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it's so it, there was so much just it, it was it was heavy, man. We were they'd have like cd and tape burnings and they would um i remember at one of these big tent revival things some of the fake things that they would do showing like uh you know you know how to do the growing growing your feet longer with shoes and making it look real and just different so crazy different parts of it and it's like i got to see a lot of behind the scenes but if i would have said anything it would have been you know there no that's not true that didn't happen and my uh my parents were like, okay, they don't like anything Star Wars, Star Trek, any, anything that you would uh l- you know, really be into, like, just downplay it. Okay, don't talk about it up there. And when all this went down on this trip in particular, you know, I kept getting hammered about Star Wars. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like and, and I threw my parents on the bus. I said, you know, they like it too. And I knew they wouldn't and I said, Why don't you go talk to them? Which really pissed them off. And uh, because I knew. My parents were they would tithe or give money to the church and they would give a lot of money to them right and they're not gonna say anything to them you know so and it was very much like you know we all had the devil and they had to get prayed out and it was it's crazy it, it it sounds like you're making it up but it's all true yeah.
0: you know yeah
1: it's uh it's yeah. wild
0: and we were talking you know when we had this conversation before how um growing up to me uh, like and, and especially being faced you know with with these folks and and their sort of theology the, the force always made a whole lot more sense to me where it was just like yeah. you know do do good and you're on the light side and do bad and you're on the bad side and it's clear cut i i read a um or i listened to an interview recently i can't remember what it was but they were talking about how the force um how like you know, life and and everything is this kind of filter for the force. Like, the force is just the force. And then it moves through you, you know, like like Yoda says. And, like, you become this kind of filter of the force. And then what you emit, you know, in actions and in your, you know, whatever, everything that you do is your... You know, is how the force moves through you. So, like, it becomes different in different circumstances, and the force speaks to you differently. To 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 draw it into episode eight, which we're going to get to here in a bit. You know, when Ray's sitting on the on the thing and she's talking to Luke, the force is moving through Ray then, just as it was moving through Ray when she was four. But when she says things like, "It's just like it's moving rocks and stuff," right? And it's like, well, no, there's a lot more to it. But then at the end, she moves. She ends up having to move rocks. Because the shit is just in her a certain way, like she's filtering the force a certain way. It's always going to lay itself out for her a particular way. The same way it lays itself out for Boba Fett a particular way, and Broom Boy, or as I like to call him Broom One Kenobi, at the end of episode, eight. <laughs> or um, <laughs> you know, or, or, or whoever. That um, it always there is like this, um, you know, this this water aspect almost to it, where you you put water in the cup, it becomes the cup. You know, like uh, it's always going to react to. And all that shit used to make sense to me as a kid uh, in a way that, you know, I remember th- like asking, like my mom, I remember asking the priest, like, wait, 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 the snakes were walking and talking? And then God took the legs away from all snakes because of this snake? Like, he's all the other snakes got to fucking bite the bullet because of, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, like none of that made as much sense to me as just. The force moves through everything. You know
1: (laughs) I think I don't think people, especially religious people, give God enough credit. I think that they're, you know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. And I think Mm. that there's a lot more to God, and in my experience, than than what people give him credit for. Mm -hmm. You know, um, after all, we're just people.
0: I'll say – You know, and I don't want to get too into the woods on this because we still got to cover we got to cover the prequels real quick. But there was a uh, the that that the the current pope had this statement right where they were like, uh, you know, because he's kind of softer or or you know less judgmental on certain things that the Catholic Church has kind of been historically judgmental upon, homosexuality being one of those things. And they said they asked him, they were like, "What do you think God changes?" And he was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Well, how do you justify that?" And he was like, "Because God is in us, and we change." And I was like, "Whoa." this fucking guy, give this guy a beat. He's, <laughs> this guy has fucking bars underneath him. But anyway, um, so let's, let's move into the prequels. Uh, cause there's, you told me a, one of the best, uh, things I've ever heard in regard to approaching the prequels. So go ahead and tell that story as episode one was approaching.
1: So I, you know, I watched the trailer over and over and over again, you know, I think it was a great trailer. The, uh, big hype training and stuff. And I was actually at a uh, community college and I took, a, I, t- I took a semester or two there and I was in a film class and, you know, they watched the trailer, talked about it. And actually the, the late, the uh, teacher that was teaching the film class, you know, we, were, we got to talk and said yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, stuff like that. And she said, you know, she says, it's not going to be the same. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, it's not going to be the Star Wars movies that you knew. And she goes, don't set yourself up for disappointment. And I'm like, oh. And it resonated with me. And I'm like, man. I was like, you know, there's a – and I took a step back. And I'm like, you know, there's there's something to this. And I said, you know, I, I didn't go on opening night. I wanted to just – I wanted to hear what everyone had to say. I wanted to just take a moment and take a breath and be like, all right, what, what am I in this for? And am I going to be disappointed in this? And – can I look at this objectively? That's not my Star Wars, but enjoy it for what it was and what it is. And I went about a week later after hearing all about, you know, Jar Jar Stinks and, you know, this, that, and the other. And Pod Racing was cool. Darth Small was cool. And when I saw it, it was kind of what I was expecting to get. Um I, I didn't have a lot of disappointment. You know, I did... You know, enjoy the pod racing scene. If it were just a few minutes shorter, it would have been great.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: enjoyed Darth Maul, the whole, in you know, Qui-Gon. Great character, man. Great character. Um, the, uh, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I took away from it. I and love that. It, it I, I love good.
0: that, though. I think it's the most mature or, uh, adult, I guess, way to approach Star Wars that I know I don't. You know, like I'm... I'm first in line, hyped up, like, this is everything, you know? But I, I think that that calming of the storm before walking into that movie uh, was something I, I, wish somebody, I wish I would have had that 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 professor, you know what I mean? Like, I wish I would have had somebody yeah. say, like, look, regardless of what you think this is going to be, it's not going to be that. It's going yeah. to be whatever it is, and you need to prepare yourself for that, you know? And, like... And-
3: Go ahead, Gort. See, look even especially after 7, I'm surprised that people didn't walk into 8 a bit more with that kind of mentality and they yeah, really walked in. I wish in with
1: I, was. I a wish I took that one. with me years later. All <laughs> right, yeah.
3: <laughs> um
0: so then moving into episode 2, uh the Yoda scream. Do you love it?
1: Yeah, give me more of it. Yeah. I I love it. It's 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 my <laughs> ringtone. It's my ringtone
0: Yoda. only for Gort. When he calls me, <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Colossus um, from the X Men arcade or Yoda's Scream, which is who did it better?
1: Colossus. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I've, yeah, that's a great one. I hate, the only thing I hate about the game is it took away your power. I yeah, it was not it, it took away you your know. life
0: using your power. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was dumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, get get yeah. more quarters. I guess is the name of that game. But um, yeah. So that's the, all games. Yeah, for sure the, the the Yoda the Yoda fight scene. You love it.
1: Oh yeah, there's just this whole like opening the cave and the lightsaber and just I did expect it to be more like force power it's you know with more lightning and this that and the other um but still i loved i love how they did it i thought they did it smart because how are you gonna have this this little guy fight you know people that are three times the size and be a threat where you're the best swordsman on the jedi order you know yeah and i think they did it and i i remember some people like laughing because they thought it was funny but for me, it was like, yeah, know, I was like, oh, finally.
0: I, was, "I was right there with you." I was like, "I was." Like, he seemed like a viable threat. Like it, that, yeah. that seemed like a hard thing to stop. And and it, it, I think having him be on two feet and just use the lightsaber the way that anyone would, I think that would look goofy. Yeah, that
1: would look dumb. It, like, it just really k- would have.
0: kick that thing. Um, right. Yeah, we talked before. I think it was before anyway. Uh, when we got to this about pacing, you know, and how. Uh, two has a very slow pace to it until you get to, to kind of the, the geonosis and, and, and even more specifically until the the Republic clone ships come in. It's it's very yeah. slow paced and uh you know it, it might be the slowest paced, you know, and, and seven might be the fastest pace where, you know, seven kinda puts the, the gas on and, and doesn't let you breathe. And Gort was asking me what my my preference was, and I was like, "Well, I I, I don't know necessarily, but looking at it, <clears throat> I think that eight and and five both have a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, and I compared it to being yeah. on a highway and highway, right? Yeah, and running into some traffic along the way, and um and I think that is, is how I prefer it, but I do think that it does pose a problem for a lot of people, uh, especially general audiences. Episode two, in um. And kind of sticking around and then sticking around to the end, and then once they've stuck around for so long, giving a fuck once they get there, yeah um but episode- yeah
1: I think you know it's interesting because like when I had the dvD you you had you had the chapters before streaming and all that stuff was huge you could you could always I could always jump this one chapter right when. Mace Windu walks in and goes, "This pod is over," <laughs> and that's basically where I pick up the movie. Yeah, it was like whenever I'd watch it, I started there and just watch it to the end. Yep, you know,
0: Yeah. Um, that's where it takes off. That's where it takes yeah. off. Uh, and I love yeah, yeah. around the survivors of perimeter create. I think it's, I, I think it's the <laughs> yeah. most, I think it's the most Yoda statement ever. Yeah, it's so awkward. Oh
1: man, it, it is. <clears throat> you know, the only other thing that I thought was really cool. In that in in two is and this was very. I don't know if you guys looked at the making of it or watched any of that stuff because I watch all that stuff too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They had they said, well, "Digital Yoda was when he looked, and when they're in the uh, room with uh, Palpatine, and he had that look of like you're up to something, you motherfucker kind of look. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: He he, yeah. I mean, it was like you. That was the scene that they that they did. And the first Yoda that they did to sell it to George it didn't have to be a puppet. Oh really? Yeah.
3: They yeah. didn't just show him episode one again and say, No, this puppet's terrible. <laughs> yeah. what you well,
1: <laughs> They're like, they, look, we don't know they, what the right they, choice they, is, did, but this they, is the wrong one. <laughs> right, right. Well that whole thing, to get the ear shaken the right way like a puppet does, and right. have it be have yeah. it be that kind of seamless look.
0: And that in that uh, and transparent, you know, slightly transparent. You know, ear where, you know, because there's a thinner rubber or whatever, and you can kind of see through it. And I, yeah. re- I do remember that in the in the bonus features. Yeah. Uh, moving into episode three, uh, how did that How did that sit with you? After having kind of, you know, f- you know, fair to lukewarm, so to speak, response to the prequel trilogy, what did three do for you?
1: Again, skip forward to the scene with the opera. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I can, I can, I watch from there to <clears throat> the end. I see That's how I watch those two movies. I know it sounds weird, but it's like, that's when it really feels like Star Wars to me. And it's the mo- the last part of Revenge of the Sith is the most Star Wars of the prequels in my opinion. Yeah, me too. Cause it gets into, you know, hit him killing the younglings and gets into which my, my wife and I watched it for the first time. She goes, Oh my God, he killed all the kids. I'm like, yes, she goes, oh, I don't like him no more. Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, it did what it was supposed to do, you know? That, um, and uh, that, that, uh, that. Have you ever heard the tale? <laughs> <laughs> is that where <is> you start? <laughs> um, no, I was, I was going to ask, um, you were talking before about, you know, first of all, I, I agree with you about the end of that and, you know, Yoda and Palpatine coming up through the Senate is one of my favorite sequences of Star Wars ever. But, um,. <clears throat> You were talking before about you know how much you love Obi wan after
1: seeing the prequel trilogy. Yeah, talk about that a bit. Well, the okay, Obi wan to me is one of those characters that when he was in you know the original trilogy, I loved him, but now I really love him. It's right. like you and McGregor just like channeled. The dead Al Guinness. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but the way he, he did everything, um, and this is a man who gives up the rest of his life to look over the person just cried out and told him he hates him, kid. And just it, he's the most sacrificial character. That just he's always doing something for somebody else. Yeah, I agree. And you know, even the scene, and we didn't talk about rebels very much, but the scene with him and Ma where he just holds his enemy and tells them, yeah, is this the chosen one. It is, you know, just that it just gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I love it because it's that, it's that this guy just tried to kill you again. But you're going to hold him like a brother in arms because he's a lost soul just like you, just like everyone else. He got fucked by the Emperor just like everybody. Yeah, you
0: yeah. Know? yeah, 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 yeah. It, we, we, I think this so. was in the prior recording. I was saying how like uh, I think Star Wars works best when it's a tragedy and the characters yeah. work better when they're, when they're tragic. And I think that Obi-Wan is probably the most tragic character, especially in Star Wars, but possibly in fictional storytelling, period. Like, he's he's a Jedi with with all sorts of on the right track to be right in line for Grandmaster Jedi someday highly esteemed. But his his mentor is going against the grain and, in a way, keeping him the only thing preventing him from moving forward in the kind of golden child way. Then he inherits a a Padawan that he didn't want in the first place because he didn't think something was right about it, only for that Padawan right. in him to become closest friends and then for that Padawan who was underneath him to become the biggest monster that the Jedi had ever encountered, killing off all the Jedi and then he has to hide away for the rest of his natural life just to look out for his friend who became a monster's son in order to sacrifice himself for him. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's fucked. Yeah. You know, but it makes his
1: character so rich, you know? It does. It does. And the Hear what like going back to the original trilogy. I love Obi Wan's conversations with Luke. Mm-hmm. The one in the in the New Hope, where he's in, he's telling about his father,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and especially. And I'm sure you guys have seen this. There's two YouTube cuts that one's really short, where he kind of looks back and has a moment and talks to Luke about what happened, and he, they kind of intersplice. Yeah, three yeah, parts, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. One of it's one of them's really bad because it goes on and on and on. One of them's like a minute and thirty seconds. It's it's good. There's and a, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, um, but uh, that scene there, and then the scene on Dagobah where he explains everything. I, I just there's something about him talking to Luke that always resonated with me. It's like that, you know. Even though he lied and that your different point of view and everything, it's just like man the dude just did everything he had to do, you know. Yeah. Good or bad, however you look at it. He's going to do what he has to do to to make things right, you know.
0: You were um you were talking about one of these YouTube clips. I'm going to recommend one for you as well if you haven't seen it. But if you Google uh, it's a uh, it's about 3 minutes or whatever. If you YouTube it it's uh, I think it's called He was my master or he is my master. And it's a uh, uh it's like a montage set to music sequence w- with Ahsoka talking about Anakin. And it's, okay. it's fucking moving. Um, but speaking of Ahsoka, so what about the Clone Wars? Did you get into that at all?
1: Either the movie or the yeah. show or both? Oh, boy. The movie. Okay. So I went and saw the movie opening night. Dismal crowd was not packed, which is the first stars we ever went to. It wasn't like opening night, all sold out, right? And dude, it was one of those things that I I I didn't care much for it. The nicknames and the snips and the um, all the all the all the nicknames and stuff, and just everything about it. The baby java it was it was just weird. It didn't taste well. I didn't like it, you know, and. I watched it because it was Star Wars, and then the series was on. I'm like, all right, what do I like about it? Well, I, I like I the I think the animation's good. I like seeing all the the different vehicles and stuff. I like seeing the clones doing clone things. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna watch it. You know, just take it with a grain of salt, and then it's it's something, and it's what I got right now. So I was in, um, and then it started just progressively getting a little bit better, a little bit better. They start getting deeper into the characters. Um, you know, I did like uh, it. It was interesting. It, it Clone Wars could have actually, in my opinion, almost been a whole different multiverse into its own. You know, yeah. is it? Uh, you know, the Anakin character was so far removed from Episode two and three, and Obi Wan was kind of. They did okay with Obi Wan. Again, he got better as it went on.
3: Yeah, um, I think he was a little closer to what you see in the movies than Anakin was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I or agree. a lot
3: closer, rather.
1: Yeah, Anakin was tough because they made him such a heroic, noble character, yes. and they only had a few dark side moments in Clone Wars with him. And I don't know; it, it, it just didn't seem like the same character. Ahsoka he, grew on me. He I could stand over. her. Yeah, a little bit. I think a lot of stuff with uh um with her leaving and stuff, I think that that was big for him, you know. Yes, yeah. Um and I wonder how much that's going to play out in the next little series we got coming up or the next little um I guess the this the this the, the, the uh, last season that they're doing. Right.
3: Yeah. And I think it's so, important for us to see that too. It's just yeah. a shame that we're getting it so much later than we needed to get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. They they had some, I don't know, Clone Wars was like, all right, well, we got to keep doing it. And, I don't know, it, it, it didn't end right because they had, I think that's when the buyout happened and then they put the other mm-hmm. um, season on Netflix and stuff, and that season was okay. It um, had a lot to do with the clones and stuff, which, again, it was like it was, it's was. it been a little bit since I've seen it. So a lot of it was like, I kind of remember these guys, I kind of remember this, I kind of remember that. And it just didn't have the... Effect if it
2: just kept going
0: along the same road, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like the other thing that I, well, I, I wanted. I just had this conversation recently with um a, a buddy of mine regarding and like the the character of Fives in the Clone Wars. Like, I would have watched a movie just about his life.
2: Huh?
0: Like you pretty much follow him the the whole way. You know, he ends up. He's the one that ends oh. up getting the glitch, right? Yeah, yeah, and like.
3: Well, well, is discovering,
0: yeah, 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 and like you know, he he loses, his, you know, se- seemingly loses his mind, and like I, I, you know, it, it actually it led to this conversation of like you know, does Star Wars work best as a tragedy? You know, like when, when it's a when it's a you know a sad state of affairs when a when a character has like some tragic event that befalls them is you know
1: does that work better in that in that universe? I think it's, I think it's a good balance, so to speak of the force where you have these high moments of adventure and this excitement and this, you, the good guys win. And I think the tragedy kind of brings it back down to reality. And it's a good, it's a good, you, you feel heavy. And again, you gotta have those, those beats and those heavy moments to outweigh all the fun, you know, we're it's a, it's a war people are going to die. So you know that's uh you, you got to have it and i think it's an, i think it is important to have tragedy and have the ups and downs to make it interesting you know? yeah,
0: yeah i i feel like it's always the more tragic characters that end up becoming the more interesting characters you know within this within the franchise oh and yeah interesting well, it's like
3: clone troopers too
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: um i
1: found it interesting how like in rebels or rex had pinpoint accuracy and he was, and then he missed Obi-Wan on, uh, in episode three, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: Huh? Yeah. That's that. that's a different character.
1: Is it? I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was Rex thinking, on the, uh, it? Cody. Oh, oh that's you know, right, that's, You're right, right. right. that's right. My, that's bad. my bad,
3: my bad. Yeah. And, and not the okay. King of England here. No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> but I, I do believe that Cody is actually buying the hot toys of Cody. Um, really? That's cool. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. That was
3: Commander Holy Com- shit. Is there a Hot Toys Gort? <laughs> oh. oh my god. Um so yeah, I um, I got to look for that. I,
0: I was in a similar boat um where, you know, I saw that that, you know, the initial movie and I like I was like I was done. I was like nope, I'm out. I'm out. And then, you know, it wasn't until all of it was available on Netflix and somebody told me like, dude, you really need to give it a shot and uh, I did, and then I was like, "Oh man!" Like I felt I was actually mad at myself for keeping it from me, you know, for so long because I yeah. I, I enjoy that series so much, especially you know once it kind of finds its legs in season three. Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and my dad,
1: dad I just, actually. And, oh,
3: sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and I was gonna say, not just the movie, like the first season or two, like people talk about them being rocky. I don't feel as much that way. Like I, I do get it. Um. But the the new season that's coming, like it's it's very exciting. My wife has seen how excited I am, and she wants to rewatch that Clone War stuff because she right. she had seen the movie first. I made that mistake because I just didn't think about it right, and I think it really kills the vibe.
1: Well, when it all came out and it was available on TV or Netflix or whatever, um, I had my my dad was um, helping me r- with my daughter. It was uh, he would watch her in the daytime and stuff uh, when she was little, and. uh I put on I put on the Clone Wars. I didn't put the movie on. just put the season one, episode one. And I said, hey, you should watch it. He's like, oh, cartoon, man. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. He goes, I don't know. And then he put it on. He's like, all right, put the next one on. All right, put the next one on. So he binge-watched it for weeks until it was over. And I was like, what do you think? He goes, I like it. It's it's good. And I'm like, yeah? yeah. so what do you like about it? It's Star Wars. You know? And I said, okay, cool. Same thing happened with Rebels. I put it on. He's like, because <sighs> I told him, I'm like, hey, you know, uh, you remember Ahsoka from Clone Wars? He goes, who? I'm like, he's apprentice. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Yeah, All right, he's in this. Okay. And I was like, this is not a cartoon? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, Kevin. I'm like, no, it's good. It's good. Trust me. James Earl Jones comes back and does the voice of Vader. I put it on. So he started watching that. Um, binge watched that one, too. And then once uh, we moved and I moved in, and got remarried and stuff, he came over to my house, he goes, I need to watch the rest of those Rebels. Can um, you turn it on? I'm like, sure, Dad. Go on, we'll get you a spot, and you can sit down and finish watching it and stuff. Um, you know, when it's, he's, so it, it definitely was cool, because he's watching it with my daughter. So he got, he got the, my daughter, me and my dad, Watching, sitting down watching Star Wars cartoons, you know, it's
0: a good yep. time, yeah, yeah, and and then you know, sort of like you know, generational, you know, in that way, three generations yeah. of fans. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what about uh, hearing news of the buyout? How did that strike you?
1: I was in, I'm like, you know, what they own Marvel, Marvel's kicking ass, you mm-hmm. know, I really like the Marvel movies and the way they're going. um you know, I watched, I don't know if it was before Guardians or after Guardians, but I remember seeing Guardians of the Galaxy going, this feels so much, this gives me the Star Wars feels. You know, there's a crew, they're doing this, they're doing that. It's, it has good, good humor in it. Um, love Guardians and uh, Fireflies, same way, you know. And I was, I was hungry for it. I'm like, all right, I need some Star Wars to be Star Wars. Maybe they'll be like Guardians, they did a great job with that. Maybe they'll do a good job with this. And I was hopeful. And then when they got the original actors to say, yeah, we're in, and Harrison Ford was on, I'm like, all right, my guys are in there. They're, they're for it. I'm going to watch it. And, you know, the same thing I was talking to my buddy. Uh, I got a friend. This is another side story. One of my best friends growing up, and he was in fourth grade. We're still friends now. Big guy. And uh, he was, I nicknamed him one time. I'm like, you know, if anyone gave me trouble at school, he'd always be right there going, hey, come on. You, you want to go?
2: <clears throat> right. I'm like,
1: you're like, I was, like, I was like, you're like two, you're like Chewie, man. And that name stuck. My kids call him Uncle Chewie to this day.
2: And that's awesome. It's,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, Chewie said to me, he's like, hey, uh, I don't want to see these guys die. I was like, I don't want to see them all die either. He goes, that's my only, I'm, I want to see them, but I don't want to see the, the death of all our, all our guys, all our characters, you know, Luke Hanalea. And it kind of resonated with me. I'm like, all right, well. Uh, we all went to go see um, the new movie. I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm jumping around too much. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Go no? for it. Go I for
1: it. Uh, so we went and saw the new movie, and I'm watching it. and I'm going, all right. I kind of get get behind. I liked uh, I liked the reluctant stormtrooper. Cool, cool. You know, um, the Poke characters dying that fast. I'm like, well, I'm like, yeah, well, maybe he made it. Who knows? Um, Ray was interesting. Um, I thought the whole scene where she's in this, inside the um, AT-AT and the Star Destroyer and all this stuff—I thought all oh, that was really cool. Um, the, uh, um, but it was very, it was very fan service, which I don't mind. Some people really don't like it, but I liked uh, that piece of junk and this the Falcon. And I'm going, all right, I, you know, it, it just happens to be there. I'm, I'm with it. But as I started watching it more and more, and I'm watching this whole thing, I'm like, all right, so you got. On a sand planet, they find some droids. They have to get it back to the good guys. They go to a cantina. They meet Han Solo, not in that particular order. Han Solo helps them. Um, then they blow something big up. I'm like, this is kind of like the original Star Wars. And I said that to my guys at the end when we got done. And she stood up. He goes, They killed you off, man! They killed my, they killed my boy! I'm like, oh, it's all good, man. I'm like, ah, it's like someone had to be the Obi Wan, you know. And they call him Ben in that scene. And I'm going. Oh man, it's it's the Ben Kenobi dies, and it's it's kind of like Ton dying. You know, it's the right. same kind of same kind of formula. And it's like, all right, I liked it. Um, I really, really wanted to see those three together on the screen again. And the fact that we yeah. won't see it, you know, it's a heartbreaker. You know, yeah. so. But uh, that.
2: uh... Yeah, I I
0: remember. I think I <clears throat> you know I think that. Seven is, uh, you know, it's, it's far from my favorite Star Wars film, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I think that yeah, I could make the argument that Seven is probably the most fun Star Wars film. Like, it's just sort of a good time, you know, with the exception of the other. the. No, the i
1: say Solo. Solo is more fun. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, you know,
3: I want to say yes to that because I really love the Solo movie, but I think I more too. for the layman, Episode Seven is something that's immediately accessible. And Solo, you you kind of need a bit more grounding with the Star Wars to enjoy it the same way.
1: Yeah, with I can. Dig seven, that. you can yeah. jump in on. Yeah, you're right, and, and it doesn't matter if you saw the originals or not. You can still get a yeah. cohesive story. You know. Yeah,
0: it's very so. user friendly. It's very accessible, yeah. and it's, it's I like that term. And it's uh, it's very much a good time, you know, uh, with the exception of Hans Hans de- uh, untimely or perhaps timely
1: uh, demise. Yeah, that was a bomber. That was a bomber, man. It's like oh, I'm never going to see those three together unless they're all ghosts at the end. But Hans on a Jedi, so I'm, I don't know how it's going to work. But yeah. um, but who you knows? There's might be some ghosts in this next movie. Who knows? You know. Yeah. But so, uh,
0: so what about uh, Rogue One?
1: loved Rogue One. I would put that up there. My favorite is Empire. Second is, is New Hope because it's a new hope. Uh-huh. And I liked Rogue One more than Jedi. I, I was the first. It, I mean, I love loved it. It was just... It, was, it, it had a, a heaviness to it. It had a reality to it. It had a lot of throwbacks to a new hope. And at the end, where it just butts up right against it, is awesome. And of course... You know, the whole movie, the the best part of the movie is Vader just being Vader and seeing him just unleash on the big screen for the first time like he did. That was just every fanboy's wet dream, you know? I'll
0: tell you, it does make him coming through the... Like, I feel like episodes one, two, and three make uh, Vader coming through the Tantive Four feel different, and... Rogue One kind of does the same thing. Like it makes it feel different again. Like I, like I, yeah. I, I kind of found him to be less threatening after episodes one, two, and three, and then after Rogue One, he seems more threatening again. You know, walking through that door.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I and to me, the the two movies that really I, I feel like give Darth Vader the most character is Empire and in Rogue One, just seeing him be. Which you want him to be as a villain, and being this badass, and he's not just on you know Tarkin's chain and doing you know. The, I was like, dude, why is he listening to this old man? You know, come on. Right. I was like, hey, hey talk about the Sith. It was me like, yeah. I think we should do this, Tarkin. Okay, no, not the other way around. It's it's a weird, it's weird, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But uh, loved it, you know. There's. Yeah, Rogue One. I like the ending. I like the tragedy, like I talked about before. At the end, really worked. Yep. Um, that yeah. whole scene with uh, the Akbar, no, it's not Akbar, but the other Radice. species like him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like says, you know, about Rogue One, and as they blow up and stuff, right. and it's just, uh, it's it's a, it's it's great.
0: It's also one of the best space battles, and I I feel like it's it's yeah. it's maybe the Star Wars film since episode four that feels like it has the most, you know, introduces the most new characters that feel like part of Star Wars, like Im- almost immediately. Like, uh, Oh yeah.
1: K2SO. K2SO. Awesome.
0: Cassie, and like, or, or even Jen and, and uh, her father and her mother and then uh, Krennic and, uh, of course, Two Tubes and like all of those, like a lot of, well, not a lot, I mean, Bays, oh. Chiru, like they all yeah, just, they all just feel, no, you're there, you're there. Um, they all just feel like part of the fabric of that movie, uh, I mean, of that universe. And uh, I think that's one of my, my favorite. So moving on to the most controversial, uh, talk to me about The Last Jedi. Talk to me about the about the, the build up process and then seeing it for the first time before we start getting into the kind of the meat and potatoes of that film.
1: Man, I was so excited about it, you know, because it's finally like, all right, our boy Luke is going to do some Luke stuff. We're going to see some cool look things. And, you know, he you know, he uh, gets his lightsaber back and I'm ready to. All right. Take some revenge on Kylo. And I'm and I'm all about it. I'm like, I'm hyped. Um, so it was it, it was just like it was huge, huge build up um, when I saw it it has some such jarring moments in it. It just took me out of the film. It was like him throwing a lightsaber over his shoulder. And, you know, there's some beats in there that I liked, you know, with him going back on the Falcon. Um, I liked when Chewbacca, you know, know, broke down the door and (coughs) growled at him. Um, I liked the Pictorian guard scene with uh, Snoke dying and everything. And that's a great fight scene, you know, uh-huh. Um, the biggest thing for me was, you know, Luke's character, and I watched your uh, video on Luke. Uh-huh. I think that's I see your perspective hundred percent. Um, but that's where, you know, and and I'm going to tell you that I think this is this is a huge thing for fans. Okay, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fans that have bought into Star Wars during when there was no movies during the EU. And we had an expectation of Luke, you know, mm-hmm. powerful, pulling down Star Destroyers, taking out ADATs, and, you know, building the Academy, and Han and Leia, you know, uh, and having kids, and this, this build-up. And I think we had a, an idea in our head what we were going to see Luke do, and when it didn't happen— I think that just, I think we felt a little betrayed. Like it was like, an ownership. Hey, we bought this, we did this, we were on board, and now you've taken all the things that we loved about the EU, threw it out the window, and had our three main characters all grow up to be failures. And even Darth Vader failed in killing the Emperor. So it's like you 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 took everything we we loved, Hansel went back to sm- smuggling, Luke's uh. You know, Hermit on the, you know, the island. You got Leia who, you know, the, the New Republic failed. And you got all this, you know, it, it really turned everything on its side. And I think that is what people feel in ownership of Star Wars. Even they don't really own it. But mm-hmm. they have such a love relationship. And we've, we've paid into it. We bought into it money-wise, time-wise, everything. And to take that character in particular and have him act and be the way he was, it's not what it's not what we wanted or expected. You know? Even if you had the whole movie be exactly like it was, and at the end, and I know he goes out on his own accord, you know, to be one with the force. But if you had at the end that that the music come up and the X-Wing fighter rays out of the water. And then cut it is everyone's going to be like, "Oh, Luke's back. He's going to do some stuff in this next one. It's, he's back in it, you know?" But I think it was just that it, it didn't meet the expectation of the fans that were in it for such a long time. most of us. Now you got a different opinion about it. Um, but that's, that's the way I feel about it. Well,' I, it's hard.
0: I appreciate your honesty in that answer. Uh, I think that's a very honest answer, and I think I personally rarely talk to people that that feel a way about that movie that answer or discuss that movie in any sort of honest way. They usually come up with all sorts of other reasons why they don't like it, but it usually ends up at it's not what I wanted Luke to be. <clears throat> so I app- yeah. I appreciate that answer more than any other answer i've ever heard in regard to the last jedi from someone who didn't care for it right um i say that to say this that it's tricky like on one hand i i i totally understand uh but i do i do feel like I was just talking to a buddy. Let me, let me try to. Sometimes I work better in parables. I was just talking to a buddy of mine, and he's a very casual fan, like I, 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 with a capital C. And he's he's seen probably most of the movies. I, I doubt he's seen all of them. He probably thinks he's seen all of them. Doesn't understand the the order of them. You know what I mean? That type of that right. type of viewer. And he was like, uh, "Well, this is going to be the last Star Wars movie ever made coming out." And I was like, "Well, no, but I I know what you mean." Um, You know what I mean? It's not worth explaining it. Um, And he's like, do you think it's going to be great? And I was like, I think I will enjoy it. And I was like, Star Wars is tricky, man, because Star Wars always has to meet the fans' expectations. And sometimes fans decide that a movie is not good because it didn't do what they wanted it to do, as opposed to the movie in and of itself. And so I no sooner said that that one guy came out and was like, "Are you guys talking about the Last Jedi?" And I was like, "Kinda. Are you? Do you like it?" And they were like, "No, it's trash." And I was like, "Okay, why?" And they were like, "Because that's not what I wanted Luke to be," or you know, something along those lines. And I just right. looked. I looked over at my buddy, and I was like, "You see? You know." Like, <laughs> it, it's to be fair, it's kind of how I feel about. Uh, Game of Thrones as well, just because it's a very, um, kind of topical and in, in in close example. But I thought Game of Thrones was was good up until the 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 last season, and in the last season, I think it's fine. You know, I think I, I'm not upset by it. I'm kind of like, yep, I think that's a decent enough way for that all to end, and. When I talk to people that hate that season, most of the time, similarly to The Last Jedi, when we get to the nuts and bolts of why they think it is kind of inherently not good, it's mainly because it didn't end the way they wanted it to. Right. You know? Um, So I appreciate – I say all that to say this, that I do appreciate your honesty there, and I also understand that dilemma. I'm facing that dilemma with Nine. There are things about Nine – uh, on the spoiler side of things that I'm like, mm. <sighs> you, 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 have, you have sauce, and you have bread, and you have cheese, and it looks like you're going to make a really good cheese sauce with bread to dip in it. But you could make a pizza if you want. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not that I won't enjoy the, the cheese sauce, I love a good cheese sauce. But I like pizza better. It, right. You know? Um, so I'm facing yeah. that same thing, walking into 9. Like, I think there's a lot of great ingredients there that they could do something sort of monumental with. And I think they're going to do something very safe. And I think 7 is very safe. And I think 8 is dangerous. I think 8 is a yeah. dangerous Star Wars film. And as a result, it did what it did. You know, to... The, to the people that love Star Wars. Um, yeah.
1: I can see that. I mean, I've listened to the spoilers too, and man, it's, it, some of the stuff, I listen to episode eight spoilers, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it sounded kind of cheesy and weird, and some of the spoilers here sound kind of cheesy and weird, and I'm like, I oh, don't know, man, you know, this could go a certain way, and, yeah. I, you know, I don't know what to expect after eight. I'm just like, you know, it, it could be the Return of the Jedi effect where it's like, oh, we're going to bring it all together. It's going to be a happy ending. Everything's going to be fine. And we're going to have, you know, it, it could be another retelling of, if it's J.J. He retold the original Star Wars, could it be retelling Jedi in a certain way? I,
0: I think there's you know, going the to same- be a lot of similarities with the yeah, Jedi yeah. And, and, and this film.
3: Um, There's always been a lot of parallels th- that's, that's the other true. movies, I think even that's, with the prequels. Yep, but the difference true. of a parallel versus um, a bit more of a template, episode seven would be the template. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um,
0: I will say that, like, uh, you, you know, eight for me, man, is it's another one of those defining moments. And, like, I so all the things that you said that you liked about eight, right? Um are and, and I don't want this to sound away, but they're all the things that I like too. Don't get me wrong, but I want to move away from because uh I think that Star Wars is stronger than standing solely upon uh nostalgic connections. Uh, which is why I'm actually looking forward to where Star Wars goes next, because I hope it's, you know, far enough in the future where there there aren't any characters that we know, or far enough in the past, you know, where there aren't any characters that we know and we can kind of get you a fresh start. Have Me? Between those two. The past. Past or future. The past. Okay. The past. Um,
1: yeah, I could see a past too, because it's it there's a lot of lore in Star Wars yeah. with the Jedi and the Sith, and I think that you could really have you, you can make it up as you want, you know, as long as it's not too far out of the realm, but <laughs> we can make it, we can make it, uh, you know, I think you could come up with some really cool characters. I think you can grab stuff from the EU. Um, I think you can definitely, um, you know, I'd love to see them explore the Sith more and, and, and be, be lore heavy on that and see different types of lightsabers and see, you know, to really see, you know, maybe you got the kid trying to make his own and maybe he turns it on and kills himself with it. You know, I don't know. You could do some really interesting things with technology <laughs> back then, too. Maybe it's not quite the same, you know. So, um, I think you could definitely eh, – I, I feel on that. Um, but then again, I do love Mando. So, so
0: so. So here I, I I'm looking forward to getting into Mando cuz you'll be the first person that's been on that that en- en- enough of the series is out to
3: kind of really start having a conversation about yeah. it. Yeah. And also all caught up. Yeah. Yeah. And and given given the new character that we did get with Mando, like let's say we did a jump in the future. I mean, I don't know what the plan is with that character, but I, you know, I I'd be pretty interested to see that in the future. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um the child yeah.
0: So so um how did you the, I, you know what I I not for nothing. Uh it's kind of, you know, I feel like most of the people are either calling it baby Yoda or the child and yeah. I prefer the asset. The, the what? The, the <laughs> asset. Like in the first episode they call Assets. it the, they call it the asset. And then they uh, and then they yeah. they never really refer to it as that since. Um
3: but it's, it's I think it's my personal favorite. Uh that's L- a sort of side that, note. that that sounds that sounds funny to me. Like the way that you would have unit as a uh, a term especially from work <laughs> that's me with asset. Okay. <laughs> something hard to unhear. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um
0: yeah. so uh yeah, I um yeah, there's things about the last jedi that like I mean Kylo's speech about letting old things die that like I'm with I'm with the shits on that.
1: No, like, and I like that too. Well 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 I, I, well, the, I apply the, that the to Star Wars. Yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like, for me, it's like it's my beef with Disney. See, a lot of people and not to say this is you, of course, I like, you know, we've we've met in person and hung out and you know, briefly and, and those sorts of things, but just to, to the general listener, like I am critical. I'm super critical of Star Wars. I'm just not critical about the same stuff that's kind of in the the the, the topical consciousness. Like my issue with, with current Star Wars is that we can't let the old things die. Like, it's, shit is never going to be, it's never going to mean the same to us as the original trilogy meant to us. It's never going to. So stop relying on it. Because the only way is to kind of make something new that hopefully connects with us, but that really, honestly, that captures a new generation. You know, like, yeah. we've had people on this show where, you know, the prequels are, you know that's what that the sun rises and sets with them, and my my kids. You know, like they they watch four, five, and six, but it's kind of like they're they're bored to death by them. You know, like they yeah. they like the prequels, but they live for Ray. You know, like it's yeah. it, it's it's their Star Wars, and I um I kind of like it's it's kind of one of those things like we got we got to adapt or die because we we can only we're going to run out of references. Like when we start having a movie about the praying mantis creature in the back of the bar. Like we're going to be done with ideas.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. No, you, you got something there that I have to say, you're never going to make the old fans happy. You, you can, you can make them like it. You can, you can get them back and stuff. And I think they're trying to capture all these generations, but with the star Wars, especially the original trilogy, you know, the Holy trilogy, and uh, <laughs> right. you, you you can't do you, you're, that can do no wrong unless it's a special edition. Right. But far as like the original originals, you got these hardcore Star Wars fans that have been in it for forty years. That you're not going to make them happy. Well, I mean, you know,
0: and you know, even with the original trilogy, like the people that were, you know, five to five to ten years older than us, you know, return yeah. Return of the Jedi ruined Star Wars for them.
1: Yeah, you know, like we—I I heard that too. You know, we've
0: yeah. been on the Star Wars is ruined train since nineteen
1: eighty-three. Well, I loved Return of the Jedi, so to well, me, me, it was me, like,
0: me too. But that—that's yeah. that is my point.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: is that like it's not ruined? It's just not what people right. want it to be most of the time. Because even the yeah, prequels now what
1: they expected, right?
0: Yeah. And even the prequels, which I think are kind of like objectively, sort of the 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 worst put together, the worst structured. There's a whole entire generation of people that just want prequel stories, you know, that live for the clones, you know, like there's Instagram pages where where, like they're toy customizers, but all they do is clones.
1: Yeah. You know, like it's all they care about. Um, just like at celebration, there were so many prequel costumes, you know, and that was, that was a huge, I mean, I saw more prequel costumes and, uh, you know the i don't know what you call the 789 seven, costumes yeah the uh then the uh, original trilogy
0: yeah there were more so, rays and kylo's than anything else at celebration this year
1: it's an easy cosplay for both i yeah. mean you just got to i mean let's face it those are two easy ones and if you're a couple you can both dress up and yep. not have to worry about armor and a lot of stuff to carry around yeah. and there you
0: go but i but you know? i think they're also i th- like I, I just i use that to, more so as a tool to against people that are like but nobody cares about it you know what i mean i'm yeah, like well a
2: lot of people that yeah like I don't, think, yeah. I don't
0: think i don't think i don't think we're we're casting the net wide enough on that and and you know i'm i'm one of these people that's like i i love ray i love Ky- kylo is one of my favorite star wars characters of all time so far but you know i i i, I kind of like ray enough so far but after nine i could walk out of that being like eh, kylo's kind of fine he wasn't as great as i thought he was and ray is greater than i thought she was or or vice versa you know i could be like ray yeah. is trash i got, you know I, I, like there is uh you know an element to all of us that we i think we all have to kind of remember that like you know there's a lot of us that thought that there was no saving the prequels until we saw revenge of the sith and they were like you know what that kind of makes it all palatable you know like i
1: yeah, it kind of it it kind of brought brought the room together. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh,
0: yeah. yeah. a good way to say it. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, so and uh, you you know what too? Like we're talking about how nine could end, and it might be like that happy ending. And I, I wouldn't say Revenge of the Sith had one, but if we're putting a bow on something, I think that did a really good job of it. And I do hope we get that with nine. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Me too. So yeah. let's move. So, what were your thoughts on
0: Solo? It
1: was fun. I I think we talked about that before that yeah. it was it was fun and it was lighthearted and the stakes weren't didn't feel as heavy because I knew Han and Luke or Han and Chewie weren't gonna die, mm-hmm. you know. Um and I'm like, okay, and of course Lando and stuff. I just it was fun, you know, and it took me about five minutes to really get past that. That's not Harrison Ford. And the whole yeah. scene where they meet for the first time and you know The, I just thought it was fun. I thought the only thing that I wish that was a little bit different was I would have made, I would not made the Kessel run, the big crescendo. I would have made it part of, Hey, these guys show them on a couple different, uh, smuggling runs, you know, Mm. and then have them bragging about it. And then that's the only thing that I thought would have been a little more fun that show them on a couple, You know, all right, we did this one. We got this. We're building this, and this we're doing this now, and we're doing that, and have it to be a little bit more of a. All right, well, they're they're becoming who they're becoming. You know, the the interesting Um, thing
0: to me about that Kessel run is it's like it is my favorite and least favorite part of that movie.
3: (laughs) Is it a matter of just the sequence at all?
0: Well, it's it's Chewie sitting down next to him as a co-pilot is my favorite scene in that movie, and the rest of it I fucking hate.
3: let me ask you a question what if they did what if that planet that they visit before they're going through like fucked up space uh-huh. what if that wasn't Kessel? what if that's just wherever they had to go to get the fuel and they just didn't call it that it's not the Kessel run it's just something i'd be fine with, I'd be fine with it I probably would be fine with I think with it. That, that might make it not a better movie, but you'd have nothing to really shake your head at
0: yeah, I think that um like it's just like it's like it's you're See, there was like an episode of Family Guy or American Dad where they were like, um, "They're like, you never been to a play? Oh man, you should go. It's like a movie except more expensive, and slower, and boring, and worse." (laughs) Um, That's kind of how I feel about the Kessel Run. It's like it's no, it's 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 almost like it's like oh, this is how people felt with the Pod Race. It's like Mm -hmm. it's like it's like oh, you should watch it. It's like the Pod Race except it's cloudier and more confusing, and more convoluted, and worse. Like, I, I can't make s- visual sense of that sequence. Like, I don't know what's going on. There's some sort of, like, uh, Sarlacc in space, and there's clouds, <laughs> and there's Star Destroyers, and, and I know it's supposed to be intense, but I never actually feel like it's intense. It, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It just It's a sequence that really... Takes me
1: out of that movie and bores me. Yeah, they definitely stretch it out, you know. Um, but I will, you know, something I will say about that scene. Have you just listened to the soundtrack of that scene and That's hear a real the definition? Move- yeah, I mean, yeah. they have, it's such a great movement of music and it includes like all the stuff from Han Solo and the Falcon and everything. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's becoming one of my favorite, um, Pieces of music from Star Wars. It, it, it's pretty neat. Yeah,
0: but yo, is is that it though, man? Like you know, like 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 <laughs> you know, like, 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 like like I mean, like you know, it's like it's like it's like, it's like is is that the, is that the formula to this shit? Like is is that how it all works? It's like look, like we can do anything. We can do anything. We just have to include a couple key notes from the original trilogy, a couple key characters from the original trilogy, and then have some references to obscure and relatively obscure. Things within the original trilogy, and we've mm. got, and we've got it. You know, like that's where I
3: get hung yeah, up. Yeah, that might be a
1: template, like we we're talking about before. Yeah. You know, that's, that's that's where that's I get frust-
3: That's where I get frustrated. That's where I what get might, bored. What might be interesting is to see where those moments, like the, like a, a name reference, a visual reference, a music cue, where do those pop up? Do they pop up in a moment where they're unsure of their story or where, right. <laughs> where the movie's going uh, to like get you back yeah. on board? Like, ah, we don't know about this. Oh, I'll put, put that there. Oh, oh, oh
0: it's good. good oh, uh, uh, so, so we're stuck. Ah, we were stuck. You guys ever heard of a gonk droid? We're going to throw one of those bad boys right in here. It's going to take
3: everybody completely to a safe space, and then we can do... You know what I mean? It's like... Do you, do you know what? The safe space is something that can take you right out of it. Something that drives me nuts is like, you know, you got Ben Burt celebrated for his sound effects. Great. But that was a yeah. long time ago. And now, they're really, you know, writing the coattails of that seriously, and especially something like The Mandalorian does it, and maybe that's the only yeah. negative thing I could say about the show. Reused sound effects drive me nuts, but that... Language in Star Wars. Like the Mm -hmm. the linguistics or whatever. Like they reuse the same dialogue set a little different. It's like, man, is is there one language that's not English? Yeah. Face it. Yeah. If you would. The fact that, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of us, but the fact that. The eyeball. The eyeball pops out and says the exact same. But that's the Gonk droid says the exact same thing. And that, but that's that's what the problem is. Like, don't um, do that. Record something that sounds like it but different. The thing today with the
0: today's episode where Mandalorian literally says he's no good to me dead. Like I, it it takes me right out. Like it it just,
3: it bothers me. That shit bothers me. It's that's that's in line with what I'm saying. Less so with dialogue because, like, I, I think I'm friendlier to the, the dialogue because cause to me a line like that, it's really no different than getting I have a bad feeling about yeah,
0: this. Yeah, but everybody says oh, I got a bad feeling about this. Not the one guy that looks like you from yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and and
3: As you wish.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and and then um, and and then the uh, the what uh, what was the other uh, what was I gonna say about the the solo thing? Like, cause uh, the 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 parts that I enjoy most about solo is like I I, I like the card game with him and Lando, and I like the yeah. um the all the stuff on the planet surface with uh the 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 rise like the beginning of the rebellion, folks, the Infest Nest, all that stuff. Yeah, like. That cool. I. That, that's the, the train, stuff that Well, the, 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 train sequence. yep. The train sequence is great too, but but it's I, I prefer. Oh, the, you mean the the end? The end. I prefer that because okay. it's like that. This is something new. It's not. It's not just like I see. That, that's where I get frustrated with this Disney era Star Wars. Is I'm like I like I was gonna be like everybody attention. I just want to let you all know <laughs> I have the DVD. The DVD box set, the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray box set of episode four. I can watch it any time I want. Any time. I don't need you to keep reminding me. I know what it is. It's great, and I have it. Let's now give me the next thing that I can buy eighteen times. All right, but yeah, I, um, but I, like I, I also can appreciate that. Uh, it's like. It's like being a parent in a way. Um, Like sometimes, sometimes you got to push, right? So uh, recently we've been going hiking and I'm not a big wilderness, like outdoorsy type of person, but I do like, uh, I do like that, I do enjoy this hiking stuff as long as we have a destination. That's key for me. I need to have an objective. I can't just be walking around like an asshole in the woods. so so some of it has been challenging, right? There's been some some inclines that have been challenging and then there's been like, you know, we've had to cross some rivers and you know, <clears throat> you like you gotta step like from this rock to this rock. I mean it's not like a raging river, but it's like a stream or something, you gotta like step from this rock to this rock and jump onto this log and then make it to the other side or whatever. And you know, my, my, my kids don't have much experience in that sort of thing, so I've had to push, you know, like like do it. You gotta do it, you gotta do it. And and then you and then like they feel good about it once they get to the other side or what have you. But then you got to take them to the other one where you're just walking the straight path pretty much down this, this trail. And that's kind of what I feel like uh, Solo in The Last Jedi back to back was like. It's like we had to get through some, some, some hard things to digest. But now that we did that, we have a, a nice, easy path to just walk down and, and eat some popcorn too. So I appreciate um, it's like the coddling, so to speak. Like, I appreciate that, like, here, there's nothing that's going to challenge you here. It's just right. good fun, so I—that's I, what I like about Solo—is that it's just aside from the fact that he gets the coolest name of all time by complete fucking accident. Aside, yeah, I didn't as, like that either. Aside from that, yeah. the, the rest of it is pretty just easy to put on, and you know, you can kind of watch at it as Christopher would say. It's a del-
1: delightful romp. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I will say, going back to the the Falcon. Castle run, space is weird because if you're not fighting in space, you're going from point A to point B. And I think it is one of those things that this the, a lot of the stuff in space for Star Wars and everything. It's like it's a means to an end. You know, mm-hmm. we're going from one place to another. We got to fight this, blow this up. And I think it's I think they just spent a lot a lot of time on it where it 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 did get it did get into a strange space. You know, what I mean? so to speak yeah
0: um but yeah um so let's so so now we have uh the kind of privilege to to dive into the mandalorian a bit this would be the you know one of the first times that i've had the opportunity to talk about you know it as a as a whole so far um yeah. there's, there's five episodes out as of now and uh it'll be the first time that we've gotten to talk about it on the show so talk to me go
1: um i love it i mean it was The first episode, you know, basically the first half of it was already out. Um, So a lot that I saw. And, of course, that whole, you know, it it is shot just like a Western. I mean, it's so much like a spaghetti Western. It's crazy. You know, it's a gunslinger going into towns and, you know, helping out the the folks there that need this help. But he's a reluctant hero and this, that, and the other. Um, The whole scene with IG-88 awesome. Loved it. Seeing that robot do his, his thing. Um, the reveal of Yoda or the baby Yoda. Um, it's, it, it, it kind of took me out of it for a second. I'm like, oh, Yoda. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll, let's, let's see where, let's see where it goes. You know, and it was some other, other people I talked about, they either really, really liked it. They're like, well, it's kind of, it's a little bit strange, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, what is he? And my first thing was, well, he's either a clone. It could be Yoda's kid. The timeline does work with 50 years ago. Um, And he could have hit him before Order 66. Or it could be that just his species is very Force-sensitive. See what I did there with the show? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, Yeah, but
1: it's... it's uh, So one of those three... Well, um, well, I
0: think you're forgetting. I, I think you're forgetting a major possibility.
1: Okay, uh, what's
0: that? I had to remember to reference this when we go back and record the first half again. Uh, but much like my mom, Yaddle could have definitely been outside.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Could be, could be Yoda's kid.
3: No,
0: Yaddle's kid. You know? Just Yaddle's kid.
1: Oh, this, oh just, just okay.
0: Yaddle out there being a little hootie patootie.
1: Well, you know, hey, they got, you got to do what you got to do. That's right.
0: She, so. she she's a grown, whatever that species is, with needs and desires too, just like anything else.
1: Yeah. Um, she can hold it up. It's, all, it's yeah,
0: all good. Get outside. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, um, out of ten, uh, where would you score it right now?
1: Um, I would score it a. I would score it an eight to eight eight, eight plus. Right, right around there. Just because I do, Boba Fett's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. you know. I love the look of him. It was always, he was always the most interesting character from the original trilogy. The most interesting costume, the most interesting, you know, the mysteriousness. And it was always something that I was like, man, this would be, I'd love to see something more about Boba Fett. I'd love to see more about this character. And I know it's not Boba Fett, even though a lot of the people. Think it? I think it is just because the character is the same, at least at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, you know, the second episode was was decent. You know, um, number three is where it really really gets good. Um, the Jawas and stuff was funny, and you know, disintegrating Jawas. That was, you know, that was almost it, it was it was a little comical. It was a little breath, but the last half of episode three is what everybody wanted to see. Him taking out stormtroopers and getting new armor and saving the kid, having you know, morality to him. He's not just some dude out to get money. Um, having uh you know where all the other Mandalorians showed up. It was awesome, man. It, it's like that's what we wanted to see. They mm-hmm. gave it to us, you know. I loved it. You know, the mm-hmm. next two episodes. It's, they're definitely a little more self-contained. The next one is, um, and then it goes to today's, which is could be a buildup, you know. Now that someone's tracking them and different things like that, so um, it's interesting.
0: G- Gort, where would you score it out of ten so far? Uh, I just mm-hmm. I just did my average. Like I just I just I
3: have a technical number. <laughs> um, it, it's. I, I want to give it higher because I'm really enjoying it, but, like, I got to be objective about it, and I'd say it's, like, a 7.5-ish. Okay. I just did mine, and it's a 7.2. Interesting. And
0: oh,
1: we're close. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. close. Um, I think s- – I, too, am a huge... So, episode three is the one that I give... Uh, we should probably call it chapters, just to not confuse. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but but chapter three, I give a nine out of ten. Uh, chapter one, I give an eight out of ten. And then everything else has been a seven or a six for me. And... W- uh, it doesn't have any meat on its bone for me yet. I like, mm. I like him well enough... I like IG-11 well enough, but that might be over. I like Cara Dune well enough, but that might be over. But, like, I'm not hooked by this. Uh, because I,
1: the crew. There's no crew, So right? there's,
0: there's no crew. But also, yeah. like, I don't really know who this character is. And, like, yeah. I, I know you have to slow burn it. And what I, what I mean by that is not that it's a new character – but, like, I feel like I know more about Kara Dune than I know about this character. Now, now, mystery, of course, is going to be important to the, to the confines of this character. Yep. He, he wears a helmet the entire show. But even with that being said, his actions are kind of inconsistent all over the place. And – You think so? yes and 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 more so in the last three episodes so at first he's at first you kind of get him right he's he's about like 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 kevin was saying he's about the money he's about the bounty hunter life and he's about being a mandalorian cool uh he's supposed to be pretty badass it seems you know he has a reputation that precedes him and blah 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 but he he gets his ass kicked a lot yes um
3: that that i agree with and everybody and, talking from the first episode or two, uh, how, how much of a badass he is. Like, nah, he got beat up by a rhino. Yeah, he got beat up. I, I, I don't know. He got <laughs>
0: he got beat up by a rhino. He got beat up by Jawas. He got beat up by those things from the Ewok movie. He got beat like you know what I mean. Like he got he. he and by, and by
3: the way, that Jawa scene gets up there. You're like, yeah, he's gonna mess them up. All
2: he does <laughs> yeah. is
0: shoot. Yeah, which which, uh, which I like, which I like. It was awesome. And I like how they yeah, drop they dropped cool. like the quick like like did the guitar like the, you know but once again it's the episode four you know like i had that movie on dvd don't need that but but I, I did like it in that in that moment um but like uh so then he gets beat up by uh the the um by cara dune basically then he gets beat up by uh, who he could beat up by in this episode i'm sure it was somebody um i can't even remember I can't even remember today's
3: episode. You know what's weird is he goes on Tatooine want him to be that character who's this ultimate badass. But you get someone like Ray who is more than capable. People hate that.
0: Yeah. I th- is th- it good I th- that he's not I all think powerful? Think well, know? no. So he is. He is. But, like, I wish they wouldn't have. Th- th- don't set him up With to be. Arm. Yeah, don't set him up to be. Don't set him up to be. I, have, have him be regular. I think
1: it's just hard to find that armor is what it comes down to yeah just like a fight.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 um so there's <laughs> anyone
1: ever cosplay that's a hard thing to fight in so
0: there's that and then like the like like and kind of like what you were saying kevin like these these self-contained episodes with without this connectivity of this overarching story that i can really sink my teeth into it's it's keeping me from loving it and I, and i want to be clear if this was any other franchise, I wouldn't even watch it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's okay. it's it's Star Wars. So like it like it only tastes it it only things, yeah. it only tastes so bad to me. Like right. I when I'm being critical of this, I, I still am buying all of the merchandise for it. I still like it they automatically go in a special place for my heart. But once again, objectively, I'm like, this isn't great. Like I feel it. Like, I feel like the story of it isn't great. It may be. It can be.
3: And I think it will get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I think it can be. I'm not sure. It's only got like, what, three episodes left?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: they're filming I, the I second season.
3: That, but I think right, that that's right, right. what the thing is. They plan this out for the future. They're doing a bit of a slow burn. And I think we'll get a ramp up after this is done and going into the second season. And something that was addressed is that there does need to be a bit of a crew. Even if it was one more character regular, and I hope we get that.
1: And the thing is, I think he might go gather up everyone. I mean, if he, by the he by gets the end, the, yeah, yeah, like the, the Ugnot character, expecting. you know, the uh, um, I don't know if it's even an Ugnot, but um, you know, yeah, no, no, no. I first, Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick Nolte's character. Yeah. I can see why he's there. He says, "Hey, uh, let's grab this robot. You know, let's go grab him. He could prepare him, and then they." meet up with uh you know dune and they you know all of a sudden it's like hey we're we're going to we're going to make a crew you know i need some help i'm i'm in over my head everyone's trying to kill me this is i'm doing a righteous thing y'all help me you all know about it let's you know let's let's figure this out i could see that happening um and it, i don't know if it might be way off but i think it would bring bring everything kind of back around together you know
0: but my my fear is is that it'll be too late and 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 not to have a crew, um, because like I think I think the making of that crew, like if you if you're ta- if you're like, hey, look, this is the crew. It's IG Eleven uh, that he has like in in pieces in the back of his ship, um, Cara Dune and uh, the the Ugnot. Like I think that's a making of a pretty solid crew, but the the, yeah. pro- the problem with waiting so long is that like there's no inner dialogue with this guy, no inner monologue rather. So like you. you he doesn't have anybody to like consistently bounce ideas off of to give us, the viewer, an understanding of who he is in order to sort of latch on to him. So the only thing left to latch on to is that he's a badass, except he keeps getting his fucking ass kicked. <laughs> I, but, but, I say all yeah. that I, I mean, I think he looks amazing. I love the design and all that, like, and I, I you know, I love the Mandalorians. I love the stuff that they've kind of uh breadcrumb trailed along the way of like Mandalorian culture and kind of the state of the Mandalorians right now, and all that, like I love all that stuff. I just need more yeah. of that and less of episode two, four, and five, more one and three, less yeah.
1: two, four, and five, well, and I think that's what's gonna happen is he's gonna have to make a decision whether you know if he's gone down this road he's already defied you know the code Mm
2: -hmm.
1: he's already in in this which i will you know a little sidebar the the scene where all those trackers light up at the same time and go oh i mean it was like that was yeah that was that that was a kid
0: that that was like uh, like in the the, john wick moment when they're when they're in the bar and all the trackers go off and there's like that yeah. that eerie music and you could tell they're all starting to like get, get, you know, motivated to go do something about it. That had a very good feeling about it. And a very good oh, like, was so Yeah, cool. that that was a great shot. Yeah. Um Yeah. So moving on to uh episode nine. What are your thoughts about, you know, episode nine in, in terms of expectations or uh excitement or whatever the case may be? Do you have tickets?
1: Um, yeah. I okay. got tickets for opening night. My okay. uh buddy of mine always buys like a whole row and I think he does it so he can get first placement on what seat he wants in that row. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know, we all pay him back or whatever I'm going. Um, right now it's a little bit of a struggle, whether my wife's going with me or my son, because someone has to take, take care of the little kids and I'm going to star Wars. I got one ticket, which, you know, you guys figure out what you want to do. You know, (laughs) um, the, uh, but yeah, we got tickets. Can we talk about spoilers or or no?
0: Well, uh, we can. I just want to get your kind of your thoughts about it first, so okay. then the people can check out.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, dude. I, I, after the last movie, I, I don't know what to expect. I, I just kind of threw my hands up, said, "All right, well, they're going to do what they're going to do." I hope, I hope that they, like Gore said, put a bow on it. I hope it is a love letter to the rest of the. Of the series, I hope that it is one of the things that they don't make it cheesy, you know, and I just, you know, I got that trepidation of, it could go that way, you know. Um, t- seeing the action figure, the toiler of uh, 3PO in the with the bandolier and everything. Uh-huh. And then the scene in there, it's like, is 3PO going to be the one that gives us the feels in this, you know, of all the characters, it's kind of like well it's 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 kind of kind of odd you know um that's that's kind of where i'm at man without getting too spoilerific it's uh i it's all it's all in their hands you know i'm just gonna go in kind of like i went in with phantom menace of all right well what do you got i'm not gonna have high expectations right. so yep
0: fair enough um what do you think about the trailer
1: um doesn't really tell us a whole lot no it doesn't you know
0: even though there's been um, like 19 tv spots
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well i think it's i think what they do is they shoot they they toy they, they they have a long trailer that's probably like seven or eight minutes of stuff they can show and they cut it down to one trailer they cut little, they intercut little other scenes. So other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, yeah, that's that's probably probably how they started. But
0: I'll tell you what, and I don't want to, I don't want to beat this horse too much further because there's not going to be much time or left where you'll be able to even recognize that the remnants of this was even a horse at one point. But if they would just look at what they've done with Black Widow, where they dropped a trailer for it, uh, six months out, and now they're gonna drop more material for it along the way, instead of waiting for t- till two months out to drop your trailer and then try to flood the market with TV spots. Um, I think they would realize that you can't treat Star Wars like your daughter's virginity. You have to get it out there. You have to. You have to maybe, make people maybe excited not. about
1: it. it's. It's Star Wars, and there's already a built-in fan base. That's, that they can count on that's going to see it no matter what it could be the worst yes. piece of crap in the world
0: except a lot and of people got, didn't even realize Solo was out
1: uh, you know I've talked to a lot of people that did not like 8 and they didn't see Solo in the theater just because they yeah. were so pissed
0: they had a lot of reservations but that's not the majority of moviegoers well do, do you know, so if, yeah. that, if, if that was then then 8 wouldn't have been the, top, the second top grossing DVD of the year You know what well, I mean? Like th- those numbers don't. I'm not
1: a don't... big fan of it, but I still streamed it. You know, I still paid for the stream. You R- know,
0: right? But I mean, the, the the Blu-ray sales of eight was the second highest Blu-ray sales of that year. The only thing yeah. that topped it was Infinity War. I mean, um, yeah, Infinity War came yeah, out the
3: same but, year. But you know, to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I don't even think people really buy Blu-rays anymore. I mean, Best Buy doesn't even have a section for that now. Well, well it's I, gone.
0: I, uh, it, we we still do, but but I mean, I, I mean, our Best Buy. But I, while I agree with you,
3: Gort, the, the number still matters. And, and, and I agree they do. I, I, but what's a Blu-ray number versus an overall sales number, too? I'd be curious about that. Yeah, I don't know. The digital digital but sales I, involved, but also. There, there's
0: nothing to suggest that Episode eight was unsuccessful. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that I agree with. But there is numbers to suggest that Solo was unsuccessful. Solo had low DVD sales and low movie sales. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and now nine has already broken records for sales. You know, like there's there is something about the marketing of Solo that uh, and even I mean look at Force Awakens. I mean they started the rollout for Force Awakens a year and a month prior to release. They started the rollout, the heavy rollout anyway for uh, Skywalker in October. Yeah. You know. And they they did the same thing with Solo. And Solo may have been too close to Last Jedi. You know, like, that was, you know, it was Bob Iger that wanted Solo so close because Iger wanted to marvel Star Wars and put out three Star Wars movies a year. You know, so it was, like, the testing ground for that. But, like, we'll never get that now. You know, like, that won't happen because, you know, the, the data suggests that that's the case. You know, that you can't have them too close. Which I, I don't think is necessarily true, but I think you can't have them too close. Like you remember when um, Wonder Woman and Justice League they both dropped their their theatrical trailers the same day.
1: But yeah, was that over like a convention or yep, something like that? Yep, yeah. but it, it
0: didn't. In con- San Diego. Yeah, yeah, and um, the same thing happened for BVS and uh, uh, suicide, suicide, squad. suicide Squad. Yeah, but in, in, and yeah. in both of those movies definitely had, or all four of those movies, all had their own individual, unique you know, uh, identity and, and rollout. But there's also, you could make the argument that there's more to delineate between the two than there is between Solo and, and The Last Jedi. But, like, I I remember talking to people, and, and and, Kevin, if you were talking to people that were upset with 8, you're talking to Star Wars fans. Yeah. But, like, I remember talking to normal people that just had no idea that another Star Wars movie was coming out. Whereas... I have normal people coming yeah. up to me asking me if nine is going to be the, the best one. You know, just so like, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, like the thing is, is that like, there's just, there's, there's, that movie was just, it was fucking, it was a shitty rollout, you know, and it was well received, you know, and it was well, I guess it was well received by Star Wars fans, the same people that were fucking boycotting it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like we're supposed
1: to. Yeah. Be. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I get you. I'm. am I'm, I'm following along. Yeah.
0: Um. But anyway. Okay. Anyway. Uh. So we can get into a little bit of the spoileries, but we don't have a whole bunch of time. Uh. So if you're if you're concerned about episode nine spoilers, uh, and you guys you don't have much long much longer to wait, so you can always pause this and come back in a couple weeks. But uh, we're gonna get into it briefly because we gotta go back and make up for the first hour of the episode that we lost. So, uh, what are your what are your thoughts regarding the spoilers?
1: Dude, Jedi Ghost fighting and okay. Being so like, let me let me let
0: yeah. me let me update you on that. They did away with okay. it. They did away with it. Okay. Now 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 right, now so, the ghosts come back and give like uh like I, I, I'm oversimplifying it, but it's like give a motivation. Pop talk. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, and
0: I can you can
1: do it. Yeah. Exactly. Right, exactly. right. 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 Yeah. I, I'm with you. Right. I,
0: I'm with you on that. Like, if if the ghosts are gonna fight Palpatine, what's the fucking point of Ray?
1: Yeah, 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 and I mean, I mean, and I really, I mean, I think, uh, how they do Palpatine is going to really make a difference, too. Is it going to be him? Is he going to possess one of the Knights of Ren? Is he going to possess Kylo? So, you know?
0: So, I had heard that initially he was going to be possessing a Knight of Ren, and that that Knight of Ren was supposed to be that actor, I forget his name now, um, But the, the but like... The closer we get to it, the more it seems like it's just going to be Palpatine, being Palpatine. However, we haven't seen any promotional material with Ian McDiarmid as Palpatine. Yeah. You know, the only thing that we've really got is, uh, it's two things. One is uh, the Emperor's face in the back of the poster. That's a hot toy. Yeah, And then just recently, another, uh, his image was used in a piece of marketing material, but that was taken from Battlefront. Huh? So, like, we haven't seen him as Palpatine in anything yet. So that, that, that to me, sets off some of my spider senses, but, I mean, everything suggests that it's going to be him, you know, but I'm not sure why they'd hide that for so long, you know, if they're going to include it in, in posters and stuff, you know?
1: What if he's a specter? What if he's like still alive through the dark side of the Force, kind of like the other Force ghosts, and he is, and he can take forms and possess and do different things, See, and I would, they have to I, I figure like out... That. Yeah, that, that's I, actually I,
3: a problem of Star Wars canon. I mean, the movies will always do whatever they want to do anyway, but they, in the past EU, that's always been something of a thing. They sort of did away with it in the new Disney stuff, though. I like the idea of... Uh,
0: like, like a Jedi can,
3: can, can move on
0: and kind of hit this, like, you know, ascend to this, this plane, right? Yeah. But a, a Sith, something different happens. They're like, you know, whatever the case may be, they're, they're trapped or they're connected to some piece right. of physical material, whether it be an earth, or like a, you know, a planet or, you know, mm-hmm. a rock or a weapon or whatever that they're, they're stuck, you know, I, I kind of—it's I, like I, the ghost in the haunted oh, house, like,
1: like he's haunting, like he's haunting the Death Star tower, and he needs yeah, something. yeah, yeah or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: I, I find that to be more interesting. And then, and then, you know, where my brain went because <clears throat> I'm a psychopath was, oh, well then yeah, well then yeah, of course, then these other rumors of him possessing a Knight of Ren because we only keep seeing six Knights of Ren and there's supposed to be seven, but n- neither here nor there. But like the um,
3: see, see see, but why do you know that? Yeah, I don't know. I because it's in a book.
0: Yeah, 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 you're right. You
3: know what else was in a book? Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But, but, yeah. but, but follow my train of thought. Follow my train of thought. But
3: I like where you're going. I just want to so, drive that in there. Too. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're 100% right. So one is missing. So could Palpatine have possessed this one? And if he has possessed this one, has Kylo always known about Palpatine? And if Kylo's always known about Palpatine, could Kylo be doing this entire thing to put himself in a position to get close to the Emperor with the hopes of the Emperor possessing him to kill the Emperor? So when he says in episode seven, um, I will finish what you started, he's talking to Anakin and not to Vader. Like that to to me is the pizza instead of the, the cheese sauce.
3: All about that context we right. don't have it right now when you said that actor and you couldn't think of his name are you talking about david Tennant? no uh, okay i didn't know if there was someone else because his name had been attached a lot and then they they got rid of it as soon as we had heard of it it, it felt like no. and i've been wondering if my, he might be playing like a young palpatine no there's another guy and he's got like a weird
0: face um but he's a great actor and and his name has been kicked around since the beginning but like at this point, nobody is saying whether or not he's a part of it or not a part of it. Like, even when, even when they've been asked. Like, when, when cast and crew people have been asked, if they've always given some, like, you know, like, is so-and-so attached to this movie? Well, here's the thing about so-and-so. Have you ever had a great omelet? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> is it, isn't it nice? <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's that sort of answer. Um, but uh, let me to go ahead and, and wrap this up, but I'll tell you the one spoiler thing that I heard recently, the, the kind of new news, rather. Is yeah. that is that when they are going to uh, to find uh, Palpatine, uh, Kylo specifically, he uh, traveling down to the kind of trenches where Palpatine is. He comes across this facility, for lack of a better term, it, it, to say it's a facility is to overstate it. Um, of like, but he, there's all of these failed cloned emperor attempts and. A lot of them look
3: snokish.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
3: That's something I'd uh wondered about too, that he was just some puppet or Yeah. failed disciple that had gone rogue from yeah, Alpatine. And, and it would uh you know, it would, it would you know, a
0: lot of Snokes dialogue has like, you know, Emperor Sauce on it, so to
1: speak. Yeah.
3: You know. oh. And uh, I said David Tennant. I meant Matt Smith. It's
1: yes, it's Doctor Who. Whatever. Yes,
0: Matt Smith.
3: Yes, that's yeah. I fucked up.
0: Yes, that is the one. Okay. Um. But anyway. Uh. So look, Kevin. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. Uh. There's been some great discussions. The episode eight discussion in particular, and the religion discussion that hopefully we can recapture. Uh. They, those have been uh tremendously rewarding for me and uh, and for Gort as well when you stepped away Gort and I were talking about it. Um so thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. It was a great conversation on our end. Is there anything uh, that you want people to follow you on or any of that sort of business, you're welcome to say that now.
1: No, I mean I'm just I'm just a fan. Yeah. You know uh
0: I love the w- one person that we asked and they were like, no nah, I'm kind of a private person <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, but, but yeah, dude, I, I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to try to have some sort of force-sensitive special uh, towards the beginning of the year where we get everybody back on and kind of have 15, 10, 15 minutes with them to kind of give their thoughts on uh, The Rise of Skywalker without any oh, cool. input necessarily from us. Just everybody gives their two cents, and we keep it moving. Um, and hopefully you will join us again for that. Yeah, I might even give you three cents. I'll take so. it. I'll take it.
3: I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Gort, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, no. Thanks for coming on the show. I know it's been a long time in the making. and uh,
2: Yes, thank you for your disappointing patience.
3: disappointing that we lost anything, but I'm, I'm – Looking forward to getting
0: back to that discussion. Too. Yeah, yeah, me too. And um, if you want to be on the show, feel free to email uh, theforcesensitive at gmail.com uh, and also uh, follow The Force Sensitive on Instagram. Uh, Esteban is heading that up and on Facebook. Uh, there's some good stuff on both of those. And with that, uh, we'll catch you next time.